1: This is Mike Sempervivi from WrestlingObserver.com. Check me out on Wrestling Observer Live every day. And also check out your boys, Rich and James, on One Nation Radio. All right, this is Kenny Omega. We're to One Nation Radio. Check it out, guys. These guys know
2: what's up. Big Kenny Omega fans, that's all it counts to me. Goodbye and good night. Hey. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to this week's edition of One Nation Radio. I'm your host, James Boyd, and here with me I have Rich Lotto. What's going on, man? Not
1: much just uh finished my first season in the minor leagues and got offered a major league contract so I'm uh, in spring training with the Marlins right now so trying to get these service years going so I can hit free agency and sign one-year
2: contracts
1: and jump team to team
2: Okay so for those that don't rem- don't know or don't remember or whatever else he's talking about his his my player mode on was it MLB The Show Yeah Okay, so what are you hitting in uh, in the minors?
1: So I hit a slump to end the season. So I was like around like four sixteen, and I think I dropped to like three sixty five. What to the difficulty are you year. playing this game on? Oh, beginner. Oh, <laughs> I, I, ain't, I ain't messing around. I, I tried to I tried to boost it up a little bit, and I was all right. But it was it was it was getting a little tough. So I had to drop it down. I was like, who oh, I'm trying to impress? <laughs> trying to trying to get these stats. shoot, like back in the day when I was like younger, that might have hurt my pride that I'll play on Rookie or Beginner but now, who am I trying to impress? Who am I regularly gaming with? Nope, I'm just going to beat the computer brains in and, and just win and I I'll can't. take my chances online. I, 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 I <laughs>
2: that was not expecting. Thank but once you said four once you said four fifty like hold the fuck up. What's going on yeah. here? Yeah, okay.
1: I, between between double A and triple and A, I believe I hit around like fifty-four or fifty-five home runs. Oh, and I'm like well over like uh, I want to say it was like 150 RBIs at least. Oh, so oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> yep.
2: Well, okay, so. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so we have a few things we can do little quick things on uh from the real world this week uh some things are actually even fun we don't have to start like this show and mainly talk about you know covid this week because uh but yeah so where do you want to start do you want to start with august Cena and, and, and jada smith do you want to do that i guess we have to right okay so give us the backstory on this one rich so I so I haven't
1: followed it as close, but what I'm gathering is uh-huh. August Alcina came out here and did an interview with Angela Yee of the breakfast Club, and she got this man to tell it all. Like <laughs> like Plies was talking about, you know, oh y'all tell it all. Like <laughs> Um You know, you have to check out the Plies remix of Confessions for uh some of the most uh one of the funniest songs you ever hear in your life. But apparently he was like, yeah, you know, me and Jada was out here together and we've been together. And I guess it ain't they are not being together anymore. And it's kind of like this open secret kind of with like Will and Jada where they, you know, they have an agreement uh, to, to put it lightly. Like, you know, you do your thing, we do our thing. But, you know, we together, but, you know, like you mine, but you not mine. You know, like it's, it's
2: like isn't that the line that that uh, that Terrence Howard character said in uh in Hustle and Flow when he uh, pimped out oh uh old girl so. to get a microphone? Isn't that what he said?
1: So. I think oh, so. Oh, My God, yeah, it's like she belonged to me, but she don't belong to me. <laughs> but their situation's a little different because you know, basically they. They've made it like everyone's taking this run with it. Like, this is some cuck shit. This is like a bunch of other whatever. That's not really the funny part. Uh, it's August Alcina, and then you know, Jada, she has like the red table talk stuff. So everyone's like anticipating, like, all right, when is she going to interview herself? And right. apparently, she is going to be doing a, a red table talk about it. Uh, but the whole thing is like, the there's this big age gap between them. There's, um, You know, Jada's kind of always kind of carried this energy throughout the whole time she's been in the public eye, but she's something of a man eater, you would think. Like, she'll take your soul, like Shang Tsung, and she looked like she's taking this man, August Alcima's soul. And this man sounds hurt. This man sounded like he was in love, and it just sounded like she told him, from what I gather, that she ain't leaving. And I she was never leaving this was the arrangement and why would she like her and will have been together for like 25 years and in, in a public eye they have an empire i'm sure they have lots of money together homes everything but it's just like while they together they got you know different needs and wants or whatever but august is out
2: here looking nuts have you seen his hair all i have seen his hair like, why does his hair look like ninety nine Calises? Um, I don't know,
1: man. I, I try not to, to not to judge our brother's hair, but um, that man going through something. No, it looked no like-
2: but the thing is, like, it looked cute on Calis, but like, I I don't <laughs> really know what to do with it on the top of August Alcina's head. Like, I I really don't know what to do with it. Like, it's it's one of those things where it's like. You go through some type of like traumatic experience, like emotionally with like some type of relationship done wrong or or whatever else. And like people want to make some type of drastic change. And it's like, is this the drastic change? How long does this hair look like this? Like, I don't really be checking for hours I've seen it like this, but like, this looks like one of them kind of hairdos. Like, yeah. So I'm wondering.
1: It's like, because I remember I, I, I seem to believe them being on a red carpet together before and she was like kissing them on the red carpet or something like that um it was a couple years ago now but a lot of people were looking at this situation her her being older like i was saying him being younger and if this situation was reversed this would be like jada would be all types of monsters and everything else and it's just kind of it's got people putting out all the memes if you haven't seen them check them out it's um it's a it's a weird situation but it's it's been the the talk of twitter
2: yeah like I'm sure Virgil Abloh was just like, thank you, August. I appreciate this. Next, next, next topic of discussion. The homie Pop Smoke album came out. Uh, Good
1: album, by the way. Enjoyed listening to it. Yeah. Uh, And it's sad he's no longer with us because he, he was a star.
2: Okay. I've only heard like a couple things from him. Um, like he was on a remix, he was on a, a remix from that her on on it and I was like or is it was her song that was remixing? I was like, that's cool. Um, but I never really, you know, went into it. But yeah, uh Pop Smokes album cover was released on I believe it was Monday. <laughs> and it set the internet ablaze because of how basic and cheap and, you know, just uh More or less, just thrown together, hastily made that it looked, and then we find out that the person that was in charge of the album cover was Virgil Abloh. Um, Yes, the famous Virgil that that uh, has the paddock on uh, Drake's wrist, uh, looking nuts. Even though he will then, after after being known for having these classy watches, will go out here when it's time to put uh, money on people's bail. Or whatever else he contributes, fifty dollars to the to the cause, and then people, people clown energy. him. For, yeah, and then people clown him for hours, and then all of a sudden he comes behind and is like, "All right, I was playing. Here's a few thousand, So, <laughs> <sighs> okay, this
1: man dropped off this bullshit like that. Looks like if you made it on a cell phone, it would be a step <laughs> up than what he did it on. The-
2: that's the I guess like the best parts of this was like online, like every other hour, you would scroll through it and you would see a new video of someone making a a decent facsimile of this album cover in like inside of like thirty seconds on an app on their phone or on paint off off of the off of like the the C P. So it was just like yeah. I mean the PC. So it was just like, dude, you are you're, you're you're really this lazy, like this thing is that, and like
1: it's like this man trying to p- pass off this simplicity is right. brilliant, nigga. It is not brilliant, right? Like I'm tired of this shit,
2: right? And I mean, I remember like I went on like a two minute like rant that was as awesome. it was happened It was hilarious. <laughs> yeah, and it was like the dude is he's a, he's a head of some department in, in Louis Vuitton, and he's linked up with Kanye. Most that's kind of how he has a name in this sort of uh, time right now. And then, like, from there, like, from you know, being around different people, whatever else, in the scene, like, he has become you know, friends with Drake. So, like, he's he's basically amongst these gigantic brokers, in this industry that's not the one that's his, but, like, you know, Kanye was so into fashion that, like, it, it's bridged into this now, right? Um, so, so much of Kanye's stuff that I did not know was basically, you know, kind of consultation with with Virgil is like when you see you know the Yeezy season stuff whatever else and you see like those um those fashion shows that Kanye's done over the years and where they be dressing homeless dudes be dressing like they're basically underground resistance from after like the machines took over in the matrix right like that is some of the Virgil influence that's not, that's along with obviously Kanye, but like some of that is influenced by Virgil. And like, you look at a lot of like the Virgil inspired stuff, like the Virgil Nikes, where they're basically like, the, like whatever, he'll take his take on a shoe is whatever shoe it is. So like, let's say it's an Air Force One. It'll be an Air Force One where like, it's the exact same design, except like it's see-through. The auto see-through Nikes you've seen over the years, those yeah. are like, that's the Virgil version. So it's like, I, I I'm sorry, but like I'm not a, I'm not an art person personally. I'm not a fashion person because a lot of that stuff to me is so subjective of what's hot or whatever else. Especially when it comes to the art part of it is like anything can be art. Virtually anything can be art if you have the right spin or narrative around it. So for me, when I see someone like Virgil and Kanye and because of the respect for Kanye's craft as a mu- musical talent and his passion for fashion, like you can be easily con- One could be easily con to believe in that. Like the high art and concepts of Kanye's earlier music with the passion he asked for fashion when he goes into fashion, or even you know parts of the art stuff, it you can think that like just because it's simplistic means like well this is just his brilliance that's being transported by osmosic from osmosis from one genre or media more media form to the next, and I find that to be like maybe or chances are not chances are but like there's also a good chance that you are all being scanned by by this guy, Or yeah, these it's guys? Virgil. Right, Virgil and Kanye both. So like when it's something that's every
1: Virgil we've ever known is a worker.
2: Right. So (laughs) (laughs) So the thing for me was like the stuff is so minimal minimalized or so minimal that it's like anyone can do this. And I understand that's part of the accessibility and the aesthetic of the clear shoes that are just the same fucking brand build as everything else, or you know, coming out here dressing like, you know, like you're part of the underground in the matrix, but there's also part where It's like, I don't have to respect this. Right. It, like I, I remember who was it? Um, it was uh, Iron Man, the first Iron Man movie, right? Where like, Iron Man ends up getting strapped. He ends up getting kidnapped. There's an explosion. Shrapnel ends up in his, in his body. He ends up using a magnet in electron, electron, uh, some type of machine force to keep the shrapnel from getting to his heart and killing him, right? And he did it in a cave while it was happening. So then, after he survives this, his partner takes all of this stuff, or wants to overthrow the company, take the company from him, so he's having the people that are, like, part of R&D and research and all this shit, like, try to re- replicate what's in this man's chest, right? So then, like, he keeps, his scientists keep telling him, I can't replicate this, right? And then the dude loses it at one point, point. he's like, Tony Stark made this in a cave with bits and parts. And I'm just like, these niggas are doing this in a cave with bits and parts. (laughs) This is not impressive get out of here <laughs> anyone can do this shit <laughs> so, so so when like Virgil comes out here with this album cover and you look at his other album covers they did I did not know he he did until this week and he's like bro
1: this man slapping a barcode on some shit he's putting right. a butterfly on a thing he's doing a little heart on a thing I'm like bro like you ain't no better of an art designer than I am like right. I've recently been making all my own covers
2: right and the thing for me is even like the 808s of heartbreak or Watch the Throne, I see the theme for it, so I understand it, and that's fine. And I, you know, and like, when, but once you get to 2015, and I find out that, that like that picture of diamonds for the uh, for the Drake in the future, it's just of images. Is, is his shit? Or is something that he quote unquote did? And I'm just like, it's just a fucking picture of diamonds. This nigga sending an invoice for this? Unbelievable. And then and then.
1: Or, you know, this sound like you know, this sound like this sound like Jermaine Dupri and Lil Jon oh being in the God. studio. Yes, it and does. then then um, Jermaine Dupri walks in as a hi hat co production.
2: Right, right. <laughs> and, then, and then uh, the fast forward from like the "What a Time to Be Alive" album cover, and then you see uh, I think it's a I think it's a um, Mos- or post Malone. I'm gonna say post Malone, a post Malone album cover, like his first album from from like a couple years ago. And then you look at this album and it's like, oh, so you took the Diamonds from the What a Time What a Time to Be Alive album cover. You took the Barbed Wire from this Post Malone album cover from just a couple years ago. And then you took a picture that you can Google image easily of pop smoke. And you just basically put that shit over and put smoke over and it made it a, like a, a shade of blue. And it's like, dude, there's no genius in this. This is lazy. This is lazy. Like this nigga is selling you snake oil. He's a charlatan. Yeah, and that's why I snapped off on the thing for two hours. Like now, I'm, like, I'm I'm dissecting my my rant on it, but like for people that you know may not be that familiar with this, stuff, but like all this has been coming over like the last few like the last month ever since this nigga like with the fifty dollar thing, and I've been like yeah. man, I've been sitting here brewing about this shit, and I was like, you know, this is the final straw. <laughs> Fuck this nigga. Like I'm sorry, yes. <laughs> Damn, I'm over it. I'm through. He's not a fucking genius. He's just a guy that got that. Look, he he talked to the right people. He has some type of uh obviously some type of hustle and he made it work From congratulations. But don't tell me he's a genius. He's a hustler.
1: Yeah. Yeah. This is like like Jeff Jarrett would be proud of this. Like this this is I think we had to add Virgil to finesse of the year this year. Yeah. Like we may have to like maybe we may have to make a special exception and throw Virgil Abloh on the on the uh, ballot.
2: Yeah. So I think I said my piece. You good on the, on the, on, the, on this POSMO? Yeah. yeah, I'll yeah. check out the POSMO album um, when I get a chance, but I'll do it probably tonight or tomorrow. Uh, yeah. Jadakiss of Fabulous. Uh, I did not hear it, but what, what do you, what do you, or your takeaways from it, Rich?
1: I watched it and it felt like, you know, going into it, I was, you know, going for Fab because Fab's my, um, Fab's the reason I started rapping, like originally, right? Okay. And early on into the battle, I flipped, like, Oh, yeah? uh, a judge like I was like <laughs> J D Kiss is the streets like and it was just like <laughs> Fab kept playing these weird like he kept like playing just stuff you would you wouldn't play like he's played the wrong songs or whatever and everything Kiss did was just like it seemed like it was so calculated it seemed like it was um and Kiss left a lot of stuff on the table like he didn't play put your hands up which mm. was crazy to me um, but fab I, I i think where fab went wrong was he uh, is weird i don't i don't know what he did like like that first. like i think they came to some type of agreement like we were going to do like the features like the first 10 and then like whatever you want the next 10 if, if i'm not mistaken so Kiss was playing like just hard stuff like he's playing his verse on a major look song he's playing "Recognize" from the locks album like just real like if you know you know stuff he's playing all for the love like and it was just like was ain't, ain't got nothing like that that just sticks to you or, or he does but he didn't play it mm-hmm. so he was playing like i'ma do it like that song with kobe like that's not it at all like he should have like went very early stuff, like the first maybe second album, uh, take breathe, something yep. from the Soul Tape series, and then like cherry pick legendary freestyles that he has because this isn't like a strictly like player Billboard stuff. Like you'll come out here and get clown if you just, just do that. So what what he was doing was like. It, it was puzzling and then you would see Kiss just comes back with an answer every time, strategy, and then just like you forget Jade Kiss can run a lot of people out of here. Um with Yeah, his, if you include his features, yeah. Yeah, like with his features, his his girl songs, his street songs, like stuff with the locks, like just it 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 really felt like this this was Rich Ladders rap right here like Jacobs <laughs> versus was this was just, it was amazing uh, to see those guys um I, they played the uh, can I live song with Black Rob and I fucking lost it he played Bro- blood pressure I lost it. I was it was funny because I was calling everything Kiss will play probably like two songs ahead of time i was like he should go here and then he does it and then he should go here he does it and then it's just like the only one he didn't do is put your hands up which is still mind by when he didn't do that uh it's like he forgot or something <laughs> but but i i think i think fab just i i don't know what he was thinking uh with a, with a lot of the the stuff he picked like he if he would have let me do do his selection i think he would have uh fared much better
2: yeah, I, I I thought going into it that uh, Jada Kiss is going to be uh, going to have a hard time getting in the it towards the end of it because Fabulous has such a long um, list of hit records that like Jadakiss Kiss quite frankly just does not have. Um, but you know anybody can lose if you misplay your hand. So you know it is what it is. Um, like, like Jadakiss Kiss is the Sharice. Like yeah. It's- yeah, I also no think question, another thing is like boy. you know once you you know I think also you know just by listening to it like do you think Fabulous like is insecure about what his like what his rap career is or like his quote unquote legacy is Yes. So basically, yeah, because I imagine like because if if he's gonna play if he's gonna be like look man I made these songs these songs work people will connect to these songs I'm gonna play it I don't give a fuck because like you know, I made these songs, that's who I am, I think he does, you know, I, th- I think he does beat Jacob, but, like, maybe he's like, well, you know, I I, I want respect, or whatever else, even, like, then, that or, you know, I, I'm ashamed of the girl songs I did, all the, you know, songs for the ladies that I did, and, and R&B versus collabs and all that stuff, then, yeah, he's gonna be in trouble for that, because, like, because he played, most- he
1: played. I'm so into you. He played, make me better. Oh, he he did. played, okay. um, but the stuff. It was just too late by that that point. Like after that. Oh,
2: so he it, was down and he used yeah. that shit to come back.
1: Right. Oh, right. so like okay. it was like nah, man. Because like mm. he just he just picked the wrong stuff to to go with. Because he has got like if he wanted to play like right street songs he's he can got play them.
2: Breathe. he could
1: play i'm raw he could play dude he, he Dan, didn't play, play anything J. from that era from like the the yeah. i'm raw stuff like he didn't play it was like there's this lost period of his career that he just like And you
2: say he didn't play th- any soul tapes so that misses no, like no, uh y'all don't tapes. really hear me though that's weird right yeah yeah like i mean because the soul tape stuff a lot of that stuff for me was like he's extending his, his 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 you know his relevance by you know doing this stuff but, you know, if, if that's not what he wanted to do, well, well like it is what
1: it is. Like, J.D.K. is just like, I'll just read, like, he was he started with Blackout, like, DMS lost Jay-Z, mm. like, like, come on, man, like, made you look, recognize by your side, all for the love, a uh, DJ Clue freestyle he did, World War Three banned from TV, Blood Pressure, uh, Cannot Live. Victory, which he wrote, Diddy's verse. I didn't I know didn't that. I know that. Neither I. Uh, um, makes sense the, now. The the mighty mighty D Block shit. Um, with with Luch and Jay Hood. Uh, fuck you from the locks. Knock yourself out. Run with Ghost Phase. All about the Benjamins. Why did you forget how much shit he's on? What's up? Did he play Why? He, he did not. Huh. Crazy, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, the song he got with uh Mary J. Blige, like that, let off belly. That Did he play however you, stop you me? want it? What up? Did he play You Can't Stop Me? No, that's another one.
2: I love that fucking song. Um, uh, uh, like, I,
1: ride or die, bitch. He played that. Yeah. Um, we gonna make it. He played dad. that. He um, had to. <laughs> that might like, be his
2: best song. That was his,
1: I think that was his answer to breathe.
2: Okay, that's a good one. I'm too emotionally so. invested in both of those songs to ever beat, never ever pick. That's like a tie just off rip. Like I can't like beat one of those. I just can't. Right.
1: So like, I, I think Kiss was like, like it, 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 it didn't take long for, for you to start like rooting for JD Kiss just because it, you saw he had a strategy. Mm-hmm. He knew who he was in this game. Right. Even if a lot of people didn't know who he was, he was like, yo, I have a fucking, um, like I've got a fucking war chest right here. Yeah.
2: Okay. Uh, let's see. What else do we have to talk about? Oh, so Rich, are you ready to stand for the Black National Anthem at NFL games? Unbelievable! No, I'm not. <laughs> the the best part was like when you sent it in the chat to me. I was like, "What the fuck is the Black National Anthem?" <laughs> <coughs> I, I'm sorry. This I don't remember this on the guidebook. I wasn't. This was not told to me during the uh, during the meetings that you know that we secretly yeah. had. Yeah. Where, the, secret, the
1: secret black meetings? Yeah, yeah I, so I was. Unaware. Those of you guys are I, unfamiliar. I, I,
2: I guess I was a cc on the on the memo. I don't right. know.
1: It's like lift every voice and sing. There's this like you know old song. Like, I know the song. I didn't know anthem. that. Right. I
2: know. Like I know the song. I didn't know that was the quote unquote black national anthem. I yeah. Did not know that.
1: Yeah. Um, so what the NFL is trying to do is like fuck with people even more. Yeah. Which says, all right, if you don't stand for this anthem, you are a traitor to your own race. <laughs> so you, you're going to stand up one way or another. Um this I mean, is really weird. And,
2: and it ain't gonna work. Like, if you really wanted, if you really want it to work, and you want a "quote unquote" uh, anthem to play, you need to play the, the international players' anthem. People, will stand. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's what that's what'll get these twenty something, these young black twenty something year olds to stand. Andre, <laughs> pipsy Bunvy, Big Boy, and uh, DJ Paul and Juicy J on the production that will get them to stand. You know how many of these kids from SEC and ACC? <laughs>
1: I think that's a much better idea honestly <laughs> like what are they doing like I don't know the, the more shit that we didn't ask for right 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 like I, um, like,
2: I imagine cause you know all this stuff is just PR who brought right?
1: so, this, look who brought this up in the meeting was like we should play lift every voice and say right. is, this the work, is this the work of the Jigga man or was this run oh, by the Jigga
2: man no no way like I think, I think what happened is they came up and was like, well, we wanted to stand for something, so you know, let's maybe we give them something they can take. You know, they can they can find find themselves in. They'll stand for that or whatever else. Like all this shit is trying to like you know, be about unifying, and it's like, nah, bro, just stop killing us. <laughs>
0: what the fuck's
2: wrong with y'all?
1: That's the only thing that we're asking for, you know. Yeah, man. But like, what are some of the like the weirdest things you've seen? Like that, I got one for sure that is like, yeah, we're gonna stop doing this, you know. Oh like I God. saw some like re, like realtors, they're not gonna refer to it as the, the master, master bedroom. Yeah, I'm master like, like they call it the owner's uh, bedroom or something like that. Now,
2: yeah, um, which is like whatever. I'm whatever semantically, like. A master owns, you know, whatever. 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 Yeah. I mean there's a manic But um Yeah, man, like they're taking they're going into like sitcoms that are on streaming. Yes. And they're getting rid of like times that things that even not even <coughs> things that are blackface. They're getting rid of things that like people can misconstrue as blackface. Like they're talking about going into a golden girls episode where like two of the women have uh mud 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 cover yeah. it's like are y'all that that are y'all that shook? are y'all that shook,
1: man, um, so if y'all y'all seen any funny ones, throw them into one nation radio discord, like just this things that folks are doing that we're we're not asking for that you know they're doing now, yeah. trying to um acquiesce us.
2: Yeah, speaking of speaking of things that, like, good, decent people are asking for, Kanye West has came out here God and said it. that he's going to run president in, in the 2020 presidential election.
1: <laughs> God
2: damn it. Dude, <sighs> I'm not going to spend much time on this. The only thing I'm doing is, like, giving it the, the like, the laugh, like, the disrespect by and dismissal of laughing at it that it deserves. Like... I hope that I don't know anybody that's voting for Kanye. And I say that as somebody who has a cousin that is like a Kanye number one stan. Like he's a person that sends in a letter that at the end of it says PS we should be together too. So <laughs> <laughs> so like I, I you know, like even he has enough sense not to vote for him. So it's like whatever uh, You don't think so? Uh, you, you think Alice would vote for him? Okay.
1: Um. Yeah. Um. So, if he were really running for president, right, Uh he would have announced this a year ago, right? Um. You don't start as an
2: independent uh, candidate. Yes.
1: Like you don't start running in the middle of or the beginning of July, right? That that's just not how it works, right? Um. So I refuse to like take this serious at all. Um, Nor should you. Yeah. Next, really, I, yeah. I, I think I think it's a joke. I think Kanye West is a joke. I think he's you know, uh, I I know what I, what a rollout looks like. Right. I, like like we 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 got the um the fashion stuff a couple of weeks ago. Yep. And now this is like the political stuff mm-hmm. and now he's going to say some absurd shit to go with it and then like some type of project's coming out in like a month.
2: Right. So,
1: I know what a rollout looks like. Like you're not fooling nobody. Right. We, we've seen it.
2: <laughs> and, like, the thing with it is like, people got hip to this shit. Like, the last draw for most people was 2016. With, yeah. the, with the MAGA hat or whatever else. And it's like, dude, that's where I jumped off. I was like, I'm good. Nope. Never again. Like, I, I just, I, I haven't listened to a single project that Kanye has been involved with since then. Right? Like, I think there's another reason why, like, since 2014 I fell off music hard. And, like, I kind of stayed away from like a lot of stuff and like the reason why I never like say you know what I fucking love music I love just checking out who doesn't love music I sound like a weird old bad and like explaining my love for music but um the reason why like I haven't gone back through a lot of stuff is because like Kanye's all over a lot of this stuff and I just feel like that shit is completely tainted and terrible and like I don't feel like my uh him using my anger for promo is or controversy uh for promo is like I don't think that is like you're not gonna get that from me. Like, you 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 have you have insulted my dignity. Fuck you. So, um yeah. Uh we can move on to actually talk about wrestling since this is in fact the wrestling <laughs> podcast. Uh 33 minutes in. Um Amazing. Yeah. Main roster talk. Kyrie Sain's contract is running out. Um talk is Monday's show is probably how they write her off forever. Um, they The original plan was that they were going to have somebody uh, injure her, to write her off TV forever, slash, quote-unquote, retire her, to then um, build uh, heat towards a title defense for Asuka, whether it was going to be Nia or Shayna Baszler or... Um, Charlotte, when she returns, but once Nia, you know, hard-weighed her by throwing her head first to some still steps, they decided to change course. Um, right now, on So Monday, you mean to tell me that Nia Jax was causing
1: storyline-changing injuries as a shoot?
2: Yes, for the second time, yes.
1: <laughs> yes.
2: For the gotcha. second notable time that has happened. Uh, so, uh... <laughs> no, so the so,
1: third time, the third.
2: Oh she yes, Bailey. Yeah, Bailey! Yep, she, yep, she separated her fucking shoulder like a, on the Go Home Show two weeks out. Yeah, I forgot about that. <sighs> Jesus. So yeah. So apparently on Monday oh. it will be Oscar versus Bailey, champion versus champion on title match with Sasha cornering Bailey and Kyrie cornering. Asuka and we'll see where they go from there. We don't know. Um but yeah man Kyrie's uh is done. They sent uh FIFA reporter earlier in the week that she that they wanted her to retire and be some type of ambassador, or go back to Japan and, and be some type of ambassador for them, which is like, yeah, we'll pay you two now to not wrestle, which sounds very, very, very uh appealing. Uh but she has decided like I don't want that, at least not yet. And she is, she says, she, you know, that the plan is at least so far as to go back to Japan and wrestle for like a year. She's already married. She got married earlier in the year, go back to Japan, be with her husband, wrestle for like a year or so, and then retire from wrestling. At I think at that point, it'll be like 32, 33. Um, What are your thoughts on this, Rich? They blew her entire career.
1: They have no idea what they had in her. They had no idea what to do with her. This is worse than Bailey. Um, you're talking about one of the best babyface wrestlers I've ever seen in my life, and she's a she's a misspitting Japanese heel. What? This is another example of the malpractice that has like just permeated this company. Um, they didn't even give her a chance to get over as a babyface on the main roster at all. Um, she had a short title reign in NXT and never really got it because Triple H was obsessed with building around Shay- Shayna Baszler forever. So the one that was there to basically season Shayna Baszler was Kyrie Sane and all their matches. Uh, this is just like, you know i know she's high on Kenny Omega's list i don't think she's going to go that direction i like i think she's going back home and we all know the clock was ticking once she got married especially like in Joshi like it's like all right well you either you're getting married or like you're retiring like it's, it's almost like tennis like all right you're going to get married that means you're retiring soon uh, for you know that's just how it is over there and um, I saw Kyrie Sane in a lot of small events in Florida. She was always awesome, always try hard, always a big smile that just like makes everyone feel good. I met her. I jumped out in the car in New Orleans, like and you know uh, went to see her and took a picture with her, and it was just like an orange glow around her. Um, <laughs> but WWE like never like ever
2: ever had a
1: clue what to do with her
2: i don't have much to add because like everything you said is exactly how i feel how i feel this up i'm even more like you know as i have more like i don't know if anger or uh i probably have more words to say it but like you said it way more concise than i could but yeah um we do not do uh start 'em on a nearly weekly basis when it's up and running uh or a weekly basis when it's up and running if not for Kyrie, say we don't um she was the perfect model for what you want if you're a wwe person she's the perfect model for what you want out of a japanese uh women's wrestling superstar um, she can do comedy. She can wrestle her ass off. She can be a great underneath uh, baby face. Uh, she's somebody that you can easily make a number two baby face in either, either women's division because you can beat her because she is small. Even though she's not as small as say a an Alexa Bliss, but she is small nonetheless. And she wrestles with all this heart and passion, and she's tough as a, as in the words of uh, Jr. as a two dollar stake. They never gave her a chance. The only chance she ever got was when she was in NXT. And then, you know, once she got to the main roster, they immediately made her a tag team partner with Asuka. Um, and then they proceeded to make her basically the pint eater for Asuka to protect Oscar, And they never gave her a shot. And, you know, I guess now it's kind of, it's kind of weird because, you know, she's been there for three years most NBA or NBA uh, WWE contracts were three years so we figured it would be situation just like with everybody else with NXT when they go to main roster she signs another deal to extend uh, especially in this era so it would have been five years apparently she didn't sign makes you wonder if she never actually got a pay bump all, after all this time this whole year roster. who knows but like the thing that people need to understand about this with Asuka and not Asuka but uh, with Kairi and, and Io is that like they both came to NXT and took pay cuts to, or to WWE and they took pay cuts to do so. Uh, These are two women that headline at this, at that point, dozens of Cork and Hall shows and stardom is, you know, for as much as we talk about stardom and uh, how they are the best women's wrestling promotion in the world. That is an outfit that is made to sell products in the the wrestling is something that they do to sell in order to sell said products. Like most of their, most of the women that make their money, they're making their money off of meet and greet type situations and selling merchandise. And you talk about like the Kirkenhall Hall stuff, or even um, our homeboy Jamie, when he was there uh, for Russell kingdom this year, he talked about like, there were two gigantic lines in downtown Tokyo. It was the new Japan shop and like a, Basically, like a line just as long for stardom stuff. It's to I mean, have a show that that day apparently. So it's like that is the business model is to sell you thirty dollar gimmicks. So they were paid like, and they decided, you know what? I want to try to get this <laughs> recognition for myself and for stardom. And you know, like she always talked about, like when she you know left, she said like I imagine myself coming back here, and we'll see. We don't know if she's a freelancer or whatever else. What you know, maybe some things have changed. I don't know, but like she has remained in contact with Rossi. Every time she's ever like going on the Japan trip, she goes and sees you know Fuka, her her trainer, and her and her kid Azumi, Momo, Jungle. So, I mean, I'm a whole I'm a I'm a hold off or whatever else. But I I will tell you this. If and when Kyrie shows up back in at, at stardom, I'm going to be. This will be one of the most like uh, happiest moments of wrestling this year, or or whenever it happens. If it happens for me personally, so so yeah, like I, it, it didn't work out. I don't know what Kyrie could have done. Like you, you know, during the ch- celebration when Oscar was um, the week after we found out that Oscar won money in the bank, she became the champion because Becky left, and they had that I celebration like. Her English was incredible. So you can't say, well, I don't, you know, the English or whatever else. Like, if you want to say you don't, you know, Vince didn't get with the pirate gimmick or whatever else. Okay, cool. Well, let's try something super realistic, like a MMA fighter coming out here. Oh, Shayna Benjamin didn't work either, huh? <laughs> maybe, maybe these aren't people. Maybe,
1: maybe, maybe like, maybe they need like a super athlete uh, that, you know, uh, a uh, was it, track and field, a field, blue chip track and field prospect. They can try that.
2: Oh, oh, oh Bianca Belair doesn't work for you either. Maybe these are not people that don't translate to fans. Maybe it's just a poor fucking Booker. <laughs> <laughs> that are surrounded by yes men that, that just do whatever. They'll say just they can keep their job and stay in a position of power. <clears throat> by the way, check out those SmackDown and Raw ratings this week. Yeah, so... Boy. Uh, Boy. Anyway, uh, we move on from there. <laughs> So um, yeah, Ray, speaking of uh, con- people contracts, people with their contracts in WWE that are kind of weird right now, Ray Mysterio Jr, we have found out that he is working with WWE while not under contract, which would mean he is working under, you know an agreement that like you pay me what you've been paying me for per date, I will show up or whatever So we'll handle this and you keep cashing my checks until whatever happens. Um. Obviously, this is Ray. This is WWE. They've don't. They've been in business with each other for what twenty years now. At this point, or nineteen, yeah, something like almost. that. Yeah. Yeah. So you know, I don't think you like they're, either side's gonna do the other one bad because like you, you fuck up Ray Mysterio Jr. <laughs> you, you deserve, you deserve all the bad karma in the world. Uh, I mean, I mean, they have fucked with him in the past, oh, freezing yeah, yeah, his yeah. contracts
1: and Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. Yeah, but I I meant as far as like all of oh, a sudden they're gonna pay him seven hundred dollars like they did Ambrose on the way out. That's what I meant. <laughs> oh, oh, look,
1: I, that wouldn't shock me if they did that. But um, yeah. So Ray, when did Ray tell them I want a hundred thousand dollars to
2: show up and put several Owens over? I don't think he'd do that, but that's what Jeff Jarrett would do because that's what <laughs> Jeff Jarrett actually did with with the China and IC belt. Uh that this could
1: get real interesting because um, James, uh you know you know what show happened uh, in 2018, uh September uh first, I believe.
2: Uh that would be all out.
1: Yeah, we're all, we're in. all in.
2: sorry. in. Uh, Keith, I always mix those up. The all do you, do you remember who was in the you know who who was in the, the last match of the night? That would be Raymond Mysterio Jr. Oh,
1: okay. So, you know, I, I just think things could get very interesting. And um who is one of Rey Mysterio's greatest all time opponents who is uh the current biggest star in AEW right now?
2: That would be Christopher Jericho. <laughs>
1: um Are you putting like, you know, the you know
2: Yes, two plus two equals four. Yes. 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 I, it, so. Like obviously it's not as simple as that, but like dot there are easy dots to be connected to this, yes.
1: Yeah, so um, I will just hold out hope that uh, eventually.
2: Look, the show. Who also, along with all that, like though the, the the guys that are responsible that were that were at the helm of the that all in show in Jericho, they all wrestle on what television station, Rich?
1: They wrestle on Turn Network Television, uh, which is the same station that
2: national stardom, <laughs> national wrestling stardom, yes, yes It's all. It, it seems like it seems like it's like real, you know, it, it, it's poetic almost
1: you know, hey Ray, go, go to AW and, and get treated like a legend and then retire with, with dignity do it,
2: do it for me <laughs> like, I mean obviously, the hold up is like, how far, Dominic right, Dominic, that's pretty much it right, bring him to it would be funny as fuck like it would be funny i don't think ray would do this right but i think it would be funny if like he got his he got his son on tv for a few months uh, over the last like 2 years and then he takes him to <laughs> he takes him to, <laughs> to, you know, i don't they think he do but it would be funny uh i i mean i think I, honestly though because of you know the the situation they are with and how bad they are with uh meskin talent as far as pushing them in and, and everything, like they're always gonna go back to Ray. Like Ray, yeah. Ray gonna be fifty five. Ray gonna be fifty five a decade from now, and they'll still be trying to go back to Look,
1: Ray. Ray gonna be looking like Mill Mascaris at the nineteen ninety seven Royal Rumble, and they yeah. still gonna be trying to roll him out there.
2: Yeah, that's why. That's kind of where I'm getting at, right? Except obviously, like Ray will do jobs like Mill Master, you know, you, you know, right? Yeah, yeah. But uh, Mill yeah. Masquerous eliminated himself from that Royal Rumble, right? Yeah, no yob, no yob. Correct. <laughs> so uh that like that is the only thing that I believe from from Bruce Fritchard out of his mouth ever. That's the only thing. No yob. That's it. <laughs> yeah, uh, because
1: there's so many examples. Yeah,
2: yeah. So yeah, man. Like it's funny because in a way, like they're about to do like the the Seth Rollins and Rey Mysterio match that they promised for us, like the same week on Raw, the same way they they went to Fox right, we're like, they, they promised us this, but, like, Brock Lesnar came out and beat up Rey Mysterio, so he didn't get a, that match, and, like, now we're finally gonna get this match, uh, you know, ten months later. Maybe. Maybe. Maybe, you know, but, like, we found out that, you know, because it's gonna be at Extreme Rules, and it is now, it is, uh, being dubbed as an eye for an eye match. Rich, what the fuck do you think this is gonna be? Oh,
1: man. Um... So the, I saw an eye for an eye match earlier this year with Moxley and Santana. <laughs> no,
2: but it was no, 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 no. That's what we called it, like as a joke. That wasn't actually, but it wasn't. No, it was the name of it. It was. It was building it, yeah. but it was. But what was this, was it specific? Was it, it no? Was there a specific? It was like a
1: nickname for the right. match.
2: That's what I'm saying. Like that was just like, uh, what do you call it? It's like, like Moxley, a Santana
1: a and eye for an eye, you know. Right.
2: Yeah, like that's how you hype the match. It's like, you know, uh, you know, the Hell in a Cell match, WrestleMania twenty eight, they call that the end of an era. End of an era. Right? Same deal. Yeah. yeah, it's just a name just to help the hype the build for the match. Like So like
1: this is supposed to be the stipulation in eye for an right. eye. Right.
2: Right. Okay. So what is that so what the fuck does that even mean? Is it gonna be like a first blood match except for the eye?
1: You ever seen the crow? Years ago, I don't remember it. So the, the deal with it was the bad guy who was dating his own sister. She would Yes, yes, they were they were into that. So the the evil villain was dating his sister and his sister would collect people's eyeballs that would and use like this hook to like pluck them out or whatever. And that was her thing. And she would always tell people how how like the beautiful eyes they have and you know.
2: Get an eye essentially so there was a woman that in a in a movie, obviously in her whatever whatever that's weird,
0: um, yeah,
2: very
1: very weird uh, i've watched I've watched a crow way too many times i since, since I was a kid it was was it because of sting? no ironically like it because that came out like way before sting like i, I don't know it. what it, i don't know what it was like but like i don't know i i was allowed to pretty much watch anything i wanted when i was a kid Oh
2: my God.
1: <laughs> it was just like a scary movie so i was like oh brandon lee it was it was actually because of bruce lee i was like oh it's bruce lee's son you know because i was real into bruce lee uh uh-huh. as a kid so I like, oh bruce lee's son's in this movie okay uh yeah, brandon lee and right.
2: whatever so uh yeah, so that was that was wild. Yeah, speaking of being a kid and watch stuff you're not supposed to see, like we had a room in our house where uh, basically it was a TV in there, there's furniture we called it a TV room, and. I would, and it's on my side of the house or whatever else. My, my mom's bedroom's on the other side of the house. So, like, she goes to sleep or whatever else. Like, I would be a little badass and would get up out of my bed and go watch TV. So, I would go to like HBO when I was a kid. And I'm like, you know, 10 or 9 or whatever else. So, naturally, you go to HBO and it's like a Sunday night. So, you know what that means? Oz <laughs> is on. Oz um, yeah. is on. So, like, I think I think a lot of the reasons why, like, I, you know, pretty much like stayed out of trouble was like, I was a kid, terrified. Like, oh my God! Every in jail, in prison, everyone gets raped every 15 minutes. I, I can't, I can't do, I can't do this. I can't do this at all. I can't. I can't. <laughs> yeah. So, so yeah, like, yeah. Anyway, I guess that's.
1: Well, there's one more a- thing. Oh, there's yeah, there's right. one more. There's a couple Candy more things. Right? Oh yeah. Well, this ties into the next thing because evolve no longer. Oh Is yeah, uh, a thing. So right. I guess go to Candy Car first, then we'll go to evolve.
2: Well, I mean, it's more your story, but I basically she showed pictures with dates and times that she was getting harassed by people online and having her um her uh her story criticized and and scrutinized. So she uh she hit people with timestamps, say like you know you said that you know people are saying that like I'm some type of liar and stalker. Kind of and- yeah, and I've had and he you know he went and that's how you know that it was like this is some nonsense like anybody can say they went to a fucking, uh police officer and say that they asked and consult and consider getting a restraining order nothing in that report that, or nothing in that um statement from that uh, offer or that uh, lawyer that Riddle hired to say anything about like there was a restraining order it was always we th- we we considered or we talked about getting but we never got one okay so what does that mean for me in this in this situation so back to the later right hand she puts out pictures of like Yes, their relationship obviously, like which like make boggling me because like she had already posted pictures of like Mrs. Riddle reaching out to her, and, you know, asking stuff about about it. So it's right. like, what more do you want? Like, do you want video?
1: <laughs> and it was it was crazy because like she she put out a picture of them kissing, right? So somebody was like, no, nah, that's not real. His hair ain't even like that." So she's like, "Oh, really?" And then she put a second picture of them like originally the first one was them kissing and then the next one was them looking directly at the camera together or whatever. And it was just like these people just full on, like harassing this woman still for weeks over what, like over riddle. Really? Like, w'e not willing to throw out Matt Riddle. Like, I understand. Like, Riddle's a great, great, great wrestler, right? But like, but he's just the, a great wrestler. He's just a great wrestler. He, there's a, there's a million great wrestlers.
2: Like, I mean, even if you think he could have been the next guy, which, like, you know, I thought, it, you know, in a in a in a competent structure, he could have been. But it's like, so he's a rapist. What 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 else do you Yeah. What else is we like, to talk about? What else are like, to discuss?
1: Like, like I understand why you're trying to hope he's not a rapist, but like harassing that woman and telling her she's lying isn't like gonna help. You should yeah. probably just watch and see what the fuck happens. Yeah. I don't know.
2: Yeah. Yeah, and like not I me mean wrong, like I I you know, I was Riddle is one of the ones that hurt the most when it came to all this stuff that came out over the last uh, was that like two three weeks ago. But it's right. like, all right, like my hurt is what is my hurt compared to Candy Cartwright's? Exactly. I gotta let that shit go. It is what it is.
1: Yeah. Um. So I would probably like, um, you know, just keep keep your eyes open on situations because it looks like it's not going away. It, as much as WWE is trying to make it to make it uh, go away.
2: Yeah. Uh, so you mentioned Evolve.
1: Yeah. Evolve was finally purchased by WWE this week, and you would think that their shows are probably going to end up on the network uh, sooner or later. I'd be very interested in going back and trying to watch uh, some of those and uh, and see some of the matches uh, from, you know, different people that came through there over the years. Like Toronto um, and, um, and Keith Lee. Keith Lee, Ricochet was sort there. Of- A lot of. So where a lot of people became stars involved, uh, Riddle, <laughs> Keith Lee. Uh, well,
2: I I, spef- I I knew Riddle about. Spe- yeah, spe- I was specifically leaving him out because of you know. Right. Um, JD Drake. Uh, yep. Just more more people that that are
1: out there. And the Spurs match was awesome that we saw was it last year, or two years ago. I think it was last year. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then you know. It's just, like, it leaves a big, uh like, kind of hole in the scene because a lot of these companies now have, like, contracts and TV to some extent. Evolve kind of occupied, I would say, like, one side of the coin from, like, uh, like, PWG is one side and Evolve is the other side of the coin. You know, PWG is like your all-star game, but Evolve, you start getting booked there and, you know, it could be your launch pad to go to WWE. It could be your launch pad to go... Anywhere else really. And it morphed into its later years into like this thing that people didn't recognize or respect really anymore. But their houses started doing better. Um they started, you know, integrating the NXT stuff uh into it and um it's just kinda it kinda sucks to see promotion go out of business. But I mean, if it's if it was gonna land anywhere, the writing was on the wall and it ended up doing it.
2: Yeah, and keep in mind like Before the pandemic happened, or whatever else, like last year, when there were talk of they were going to, the network was going to start buying out indies and putting them on the network, like that was the first one everyone, like, knew was going to be one. Like, there was talk of obviously, like, you know, stuff like Progress or RevPro or, um, I'm trying to think of American shows besides, like, maybe more or less, like, the whole WWE network, whatever else, and maybe even, uh, probably not CZW, that wouldn't look well on the portfolio, but, like, this was one that was, like, oh, yeah, that evolves a lot. Like, you know, the whole Gabe Sapolsky whole thing, like, he was on the payroll with WWE as a consultant, like, that was, we knew what it was. Like, that's part of the reason why, like, you know, the thing um, a few months ago, but between uh, Gabe and geez, uh, uh, David Starr was a thing is like your feeder system, like stop pretending you're not and start paying these dues, you know, like granted that was words that were spoken from a rapist, but uh, they were true nonetheless
1: man what the what, boy if only Gabe knew that he 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 could have just just ended this man's life
2: qu- remember, he, <laughs> remember, he put out a post where he like tore into him for like multiple tweets and he deleted it at the end or whatever else but like you know if he did know that f- yeah you know. Um, um, yeah man oh yeah but, and also uh just quick note like you know, WWE is caught up to the times. Like masks are now more or less mandatory at WWE shows. So good for them.
1: Wonderful. Um, and they're fining people if they're not wearing masks. I hear.
2: Yeah, which like I'm I'm fine with that. I'm fine with that. Yeah. Like, it, like it, all it you know, if the idea is you need to wear masks and they're mandatory, like we'll make this punishable by like we'll go into your check and like I'm fine with that.
1: You know, uh, going into their check, going into um, our listeners' checks. You know, you already know what time it is, James. Oh, God. <laughs> you know, you just got to have it on deck. Stand by. Manscaped 3.0. That's what this uh, the sponsor of this show uh, is. And, you know, every week I, I try to come back on this show with a creative way to talk to you guys about Manscaped. And, uh and i think about the um, the the talking points that they give us and it's just like the best thing to do is try it yourself honestly um you know the you know it, 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 it's crazy because uh it's, it's very premium like the battery' gonna last 90 minutes it's not the 1.0 it's not the 2.0 this is the 3.0 it is water resistant uh, there is a light on there so you cannot mess up even if you try uh, well you know you could mess it up but uh, you <laughs> that's why there's a guard on there um, there's a uh, 7,000 rpm motor in there with quiet stroke technology James have you ever tried you know the, the quiet stroke technology you know I, you know I remember being a young guy, <laughs> uh in my in my younger days and and <laughs> you know doing yeah yeah so i won't i won't go into it I, but, I'm, but
2: I'm sorry are you asking me about my quiet stroke technique is that what yeah it's the, the quiet about? stroke technique because uh, you know it goes with, with the quiet stroke technology you know I I I don't think that like we're close enough for me to, or close enough as friends for me to talk to you about that kind of shit. I'm not think I'm, I think I'm good. I think, I think I think we're good.
1: Look, if you guys are listening to me talk about this right now, I want you guys to experience it firsthand yourself. Get rid of that stuff that's down there. I'm telling you it's only going to just make you more cool, more free, and it's only going to be less of a problem for your partners. Now, what's, you know, they, they, they told us they, they, they sent these boxes. I mean, I've been using this thing, and it's like, it's amazing, uh, flat out. And, you know, you're going to get 20% off. 20% that's a lot. That's like, you know, one out of five. Um, <laughs> uh, and free shipping with the code SUPLEX at manscaped.com. And one more time, and I'll say it for you guys get 20% off and free shipping with the code suplex at manscaped.com. That's 20% off f- with free shipping at manscaped.com and use the code word suplex. Remember, you know, just, you know, th- that's power right there.
2: <laughs> so
1: let's get it. Let, let's get into uh, yeah, man, let's e- talk e- about e- show reviews. Shows,
2: man just before we go show by show what were your overall because you actually watched uh, NXT this week look at, so
1: look at wh- me being like responsible like <laughs> and, and not just like you relying know relying
2: on James basically do NXT then now forever <laughs> right
1: and, and, and just chime in with jokes and different things
2: breaking down booking and man I watched a show this week wow yeah so overall thoughts on Wednesday wrestling in general this week
1: um, it was okay. I, like, I, I think I saw people going nuts over the shows. Like, they were these, like, great, great shows. And I was like, uh, they were cool. Like, it was okay. Um, yeah. you know,
2: I think, that, I think a lot of it comes down to if you bought into the hype of the Fighter Fest stuff and you bought into the fact that, like, how hard they went into, um, you know, with with the triple threat match from last week on NXT, trying to come up with, like, trying to base it. They, they man-created hype, right? Like, and that's all, you know, like, they, they really, like, built this hype up in a hurry to try to compete and then threw on the Great American Bash thing to compete with Fighter Fest. And, like, yeah, I can see, I can absolutely see that it being fair to being, like, underwhelmed by these two really good shows. I could, because, yeah. like, you thought you were about to get, like, take, would, over, versus, really take over versus pay-per-view AEW. I right. see that. Yeah. Right. I was really excited
1: for Fighter Fest because, like, I went to the Fighter Fest last year and that was, like, one of my favorite shows they did, uh, last year. And it was like, oh, okay. Like, it was kind of just like a juiced up dynamite. And dynamite is pretty good itself anyway. Right. So it wasn't like it was this huge improvement, but it, it was still a good show overall. And NXT was, um, it kind of just flew by. Like, there was, you know, uh, a couple things on there. I was like, huh, okay.
2: But, um, I think overall, like, it was cool. Yeah, I, I agree with you. Um, these are two shows that I give like seven and a half out of tens to. Um, these aren't shows that are like I wouldn't necessarily consider these to be like some of the best shows of the year or shows that can compete with like you know top notch pay per views this year. I, I just wouldn't go that far. Um, but yeah, I but I guess if we can just go into it. Uh, so you can go ahead and uh, start with AEW, Rich. Yeah, so um,
1: AW Fighter Fest. So uh, they opened up with MJF coming out. Um, he had a dope robe on. Uh, underneath he had a uh, he had these pink tights on. It looks like he was straight out of the fucking eighties. It was excellent. Um, cuts a promo. Basically talks about you know there's a ratings war and what do you uh, what do you do when you're in a ratings war? Yes, right. You got to send out me MJF. So uh, does he? do we go to MJF for the loss? Yes.
2: James or he, yes, he's the one, he's the only one that spoke about it. So yeah. hold it.
1: Yeah. So, um, but, uh, he started talking about jungle boy and said, jungle boy is actually living off trust fund money. All this is cap. Uh, he's talking about the, the dinosaur and everything like that. But, uh, we got into the tag match and this was fucking excellent. Like this is probably my favorite match of the night. Um, this was uh, anytime Jungle Boy MJF are in there together. It's awesome. Warlow's a future superstar. It looks like he's just like got the juice and Luchasaurus, Just he's a good he's a good Luchasaurus, like <laughs> like normal. <laughs> um, it, this was a yeah. Th- this was awesome. Uh, it, it was a lot, a lot of quick tags. A lot of quick um, like athletic stuff. There was some uh, some Canadian destroyers in there on Canada Day, which was awesome um and you know they ended up getting a win off of a uh mjf and warlow miscommunication and uh warlow took the pin uh and this was where uh jungle boy actually kind of got a win over mjf but you still kind of protect that to not let him beat mjf because that's like i wouldn't let him beat mjf for like five years (laughs)
2: five years god damn uh yeah I, i i really enjoyed the matches Pro- it's, it's, hmm. <laughs> it's probably my third favorite, ma- yeah, it is my third favorite match of the of uh, of the of the night, uh, but I mean, there was good competition at the top, like, when we talk about uh, we felt that these shows were a bit overrated to where the, the hype was, like, don't get it wrong, like, the top four or five matches from both of these shows combined, like, absolutely rocked, but it just, you know, uh, but yeah, anyway, back to the match, like, you talked about Canadian Destroyer, like, you, you, you ain't doing enough justice to that Canadian Destroyer, like, it was basically like he leaped off a buddy off of, um, one of the bigs' backs and then hit the two in order yeah. to hit the, the hit it. And I was like, "Yo, that was." I mean, it's just a little little thing, but it made it that much more impressive that you know that they had the thought to like let's add to add to a Canadian story to make it look more devastating. Um, yeah, I, you know, yeah, Warlow Swan Time was great. Uh was that the first time he did it or second time? I feel like he did it. Second time. time. He did it in the cage match. That's what I was thinking. Yep, yep. Yeah. So that's another match I need to that I have on my list of recommended matches that need to be rewatched this year. Uh like I because I I like yeah. I absolutely had that match is like I would recommend this, but I can't Bro. give you a star rating. On cage
1: match, that show, the Atlanta show, Mm -hmm. is like the single. I think that's like on par with has a rating like as a Russell Kingdom. Like (laughs) that show was incredible. (laughs) That was like in the square in the middle of that that stretch of like yeah. Is that that's the same? Yes. Yeah. That's the same one that had that that great battle royal with the tag teams. It had Kenny and Hangman against the Lucha Brothers on that same show and the cage
2: match, like. That shit was great.
1: Like yeah. that's a show, a legit show of a year
2: contender. But, yeah, for TV, definitely. Yeah, um, yeah. I mean, that's that's probably the best episode of TV this year. year. I had to think about that. Look, like, look uh, it up. It's up there. Yeah. yeah. So, um, yeah, uh, yeah. I, I thought you know, just more Warlow and Luchasaurus and more uh, Jungle Boy and MJF. Like those are two. Ob- they, those four have great chemistry and those two pairs have get great chemistry. And, um, I think it's a little too soon to like really be teasing this Wardlow and MJF turn that early this often, but you know, whatever, like maybe they, you know, if they cool down on it, they don't have to, they don't have to do it immediately, but you know, maybe Wardlow is getting over so much that they have, they feel like they have to, I don't know. Like
1: anything else. Well, we don't... It's crazy because we don't really know. Like, right, we it's don't a, no like There's not a there's not a crowd there reacting to it. I, I assume it will come off well. The
2: only thing, like, you know, and Tony Khan has talked about this, is like he goes off a of crowd reaction, he goes off of, obviously, you know, the, the Google Trends and the, the tr- internet traffic, and then, like you said, one of the things that's a real, you know, testament to this is, like, the merch sales or whatever else. So, like, I don't know what, you know... I don't even know if Warlow even has merch. Do you know that? He should. No, I don't. I I think he might have a shirt. Okay. But, I mean, like, you know, depending on, you know, seeing how it's going with him so far, like, I don't know his age. How old is he again? I think he's 31. 31. Like, he's somebody that's going to get a one eventually. Like, uh, Luchasaurus. uh, Luchasaurus looks healthier. For the first time in a while, like obviously you know compared to I mean or actually last couple of weeks he mm-hmm. kind of feels more like how he was before he had like hurt his was his groin or his hamstring can't remember but like he's starting it feels like he's coming he's rounding back into form so um you know mm-hmm. I don't know what this means for uh as far as a program or for or whatever else but like it was a fun ass match.
1: Yeah, um, so Lance Archer and Joe Janela had a pull apart. Yeah, uh, so Sank has broken up so they're building up their match have never get his shirt off <laughs> <laughs> um, then uh Carl Shida and Penelope p4 they got a hype video I, I really like the um, the hype video they did for it actually like made it feel big mm-hmm. um, and then uh, we got a title match Sheeta defeating Penelope 4 this was another uh, really good match uh, I think people liked it a lot more than both of us did but um, I rewatched it a second time and I I actually the first time I watched it I bought the near fall when she reversed the um Arrow pin uh mm-hmm. into a pin. I bought that originally, okay, so and then it was only better on the rewatch but um do I think this is a four star match fuck no, maybe it's a three and a half like I think I said like three and a half at a time um but yeah, like I think this I thought it was a solid defense for Sheeta. Like she looked aggressive and angry and um uh, Penelope before is actually putting some credibility with, you know, her wrestling and her athleticism and you know I I saw what they were trying to do. Like she's rounding in the form.
2: Yeah. Um, so uh, it's gonna be a this is gonna be a two part thing. Like I thought it was a good match. Uh It's some match that I give someone between three and a quarter to uh, three and a half to. Um, I currently do not have it on my recommended match list. And my my match list goes. So I'll give anything that's basically like three and a half and doesn't have a fuck finish. Like I'll I'll put it on there. But um, yeah, I I just thought it was a fine match. I I, I guess the thing for me is like I never for a second bought that. Or bought the, the Falcon Arrow gets rever- gets ro- turned into a reverse roll up because it's like I what? I see those kind of rolls up roll ups and Stardom all the time so like I was like oh okay he's gonna kick like and I, I didn't buy it and I, there was never a second in the match where I thought Sheedy was actually going to lose so I don't know um, as far as like Penelope uh, so but it was a good match but like I think people are like going. Going up are, for this match, really high, even though it, it does. It there's no. Uh, it does not deserve that. But uh, are they time, trying? Is, to make, is it time for a second to make, discussion? I was gonna say, are they trying to make Panelo before it happened?
1: Well, like, are are people trying to will this into uh, being a thing right now?
2: I believe. <sighs> Fuck it. What got me on this was I had heard Meltzer basically gush all over this woman and her performance in this match. And I'm sitting there watching, just like the performance in this match it like you're gushing over is Penelope Fords. <laughs> this was one of the good old carry jobs, my guy. Like this was a this was a win for match layout and and, and you know, a veteran taking you grabbing you by it. the neck and carrying you to, uh, to the finish line.
1: I watched it from a match layout standpoint, and and they say that Kenny works closely with the women a lot. So I don't know if he was responsible for this, but you can see like the twists and turns that come in the match. But sounds like they could have his fingerprints on it, but yeah, I don't know but that. Here is
2: the thing: any singles match between two stardom in between two people in stardom that like have more than like five minutes of experience that's the that's their match, right? obviously there's no you know there's no ref stuff and there's no uh kendo stick stuff with there's Kip no saving yeah there's no keep saving but aside from that that's the same match you see every fucking, you know four times a week it would start running two shows a week just,
1: it's a visibility man
2: right but I'm just like do you think I'm thinking myself watch is like is your bar so low for like American women's wrestling Dave Meltzer, that you're like the fact that she like didn't spit up over spit up on her bib is like oh my god a cause for celebration. Like they talked about like looking at her potential. i was, like I looked at I was like I I was I like okay so like all right let me see how many matches she's had. She had like 200 and almost like 225 matches. I'm like for an American woman that's that's some experience. When was her first match? 2015. Okay, so she's been wrestling for five years. How old is she? She's 27. What is the hype about? If you want to say she's super hot so you can sell a bunch of merch because she's super hot and and she can, you know, not, you know, embarrass her, if she can have good matches, not embarrass herself in the ring, then I guess, but it's like, but aside from that, but like that performance in the ring, that didn't, nah. It, it.
1: It it struck me when I was listening to Dave's analysis how he can understand the athleticism here, but he he struggles um, to.
2: Oh, with Bianca <laughs> to,
1: Yeah, he struggles to identify why that's such a positive there.
2: Yeah, and another thing uh, is like, did she do anything in that match on watching on the second a second time around? Is like, is that anything that's like that Bianca Belair doesn't do like on a regular basis every time you ever seen her wrestle. <laughs>
1: Like, the Matrix thing. That's probably the only thing. And I think if Bianca Biller tried that, that she could fully do that.
2: All it is is going to a bridge. She can do that.
1: Yeah, so... I thought it was a creative spot to get off a dropkick, but... Um...
2: What do you think of What do you think of the stunner after she get after she ducked out? That of it? looked bad.
1: Like it was like she lost her footing or something. I don't know what <laughs> happened, but um,
2: like I feel like I watched. it. I was like, you know what? Maybe I'm tripping or whatever else or whatever. I uh, watched it first time. The first time we I talked it,
1: to Jeremy too, and he thought pretty much the same thing. Like it was a, it was all right, but it wasn't like, no.
2: Yeah, like he gave a shit four stars. I'm like, look, man, like I don't really want to get into arguing four four or stars with with Meltzer and like uh, because you know it's just like balls and strikes and all but it's like he's the only person or not the only person, but like there are a few people. Are, it's just like
1: no, I, there are I, a lot like, of people, a lot of people with with this match specifically. Like, yes, I, I, I think we're in a minority on this, and. You know what? I'm comfortable
2: with that. Like, yeah, I'm like, I you know, I know what I saw. Like, yeah, it, like, I, yeah, yeah. And then, like, you saw Sasha in, in uh, EO this week, right? I saw
1: it. I may shock you. I thought these were like the same like level of match. Like, mm. I, it was. I thought. I thought it was like a three and a half.
2: I thought personally that uh, we'll get into it, but like, nah, I like. I thought that was supposed to be some dream match, but it wasn't. Oh, they. I mean, my whole thing was like, I gave it four stars. I thought that the the work throughout it worked. I, I don't know. We'll get into that. But like, quick story. I like gave it four stars. I thought the work on it was excellent. I thought that they didn't they they worked a pretty good pace for a WWE match that went long, and the Bailey stuff annoyed me. Uh, but on the second time watching the Bailey stuff annoyed me less, like because it wasn't that intrusive to tr- getting in the way of the match. I thought that. I thought it was I thought it was a standard WWE women trying to have a or, or not trying to women having a great championship level match if it wasn't a championship match and whatever but uh, yeah I just I just so weird to me that I, I I I'm watching I'm just like I don't see it in like her offense just looks so unbelievable like she has a ways to go but like you know I, but. I'm, I don't I, like but it's hard to like impress upon you how uh, impress upon people like how not impressed I was on her without sounding like I'm shitting on her and I'm not I'm trying not to so like I, I, for me it was I'm, I'm in a weird space I'm trying to explain it like she's she's miles away but like she's not bad either
1: mm-hmm. yeah like another solid defense for a car she <laughs> like yeah like she's that's like... the
2: person you should have been people should have been impressed with because it's like she went out there and had a physical match with a woman that was not physical with her. You know how hard that is to do. Yeah,
1: yeah. Like she's just, um she's having an awesome year. Um, yeah. just up and down, literally from January first. So, um, so <clears throat> um Taz uh, did uh uh, uh the Taz technique with Moxley's double arm DDT. <laughs> then we got Cody against Jake Hager uh, for the TNT Championship. Cody came out with a Great American Bash theme t-shirt. I loved it. Loved it. I thought it was like, I thought it was the perfect level of like, not over like, he, he didn't need to break a throne for this one. <laughs> All he had to do was just put it on a shirt and just not even, not even mention it. And everybody knew it, got the message. Like, if you're, if you're paying attention to what's going on, you got the message.
2: How many times do you think? How many emails do you think were sent between him or or somebody in legal before, he, like he actually was got approval for that shirt to wear on TV?
1: If they're not selling it, then he can wear it. I would think. Oh, I, f- I figured they were selling it. it well, I don't think it's for sale. We would have seen that.
2: Okay. All right.
1: Um, but uh, Hager came out wearing like blue draws. Um I'm going to shock y'all on this one. Most of this match, I didn't have a problem with it. Like it was okay. And then the the finishing sequence, like six different things happened and it totally fell apart. And I was like what the fuck what happened? I don't I don't understand. Like they Uh, Like, Cody did probably the cleanest um, top rope cutter that he's done in a while. He almost fell. He had to balance himself, but um, (laughs) it was kind of (laughs) clean. This man's not an athlete, but he wants to be, James. He wants to be. Um, So, okay, this is the finish. I have it written down here. So, Hager took the ref. Catalina then slapped Cody. Right. Hager went to the ankle lock. Arn Anderson got in the ring and yep. took the ref. Dustin Rhodes runs out and then he punches Jake Hager. Cody then goes for the crossroads. Hader, Hager blocks it. Hager hits a urinage and floats over for the arm triangle. Cody leans up and pins Jake Hager. I had no idea of the second half of that paragraph happened in real time. It was like, ha, 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 ha. what, 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 what? It was just like, how many things can distract us from the wrestling going on? And then right. they pull the wool over our eyes to protect Jake Hager, to roll him up for whatever reason. Why are we protecting Jake Hager? I don't know. Um, and then Cody sneaks out the back door to win. This was the mid-man special right here. Um,
2: 2.75. I just give it three and call it a day. Like... I like, really I, I ducked this a whole star oh, okay. for that finish. <laughs> okay, I wasn't that high on it to be, uh honestly, like um I think the thing for me was like the wrestling on the wrestling that they had and they did was all good, but it kept getting like lost in all of the bullshit that was happening around with around with you know, the people are cornering, whether it was Oh yeah, like, and there was all bullshit
1: leading up to that too.
2: Right, it's like, okay, man, like Cody is a baby face. I know we make jokes and talk about how he's really a heel or whatever, but he is a baby face, right? So, what I don't need with my baby face that has a baby face manager is my baby face's manager doing heel shit. Get out the fucking way. I don't need Arn Anderson. Trying to bow up to an MMA fighter—that's fucking ridiculous. In 2020, <laughs> I don't like. I don't. I don't feel like I should have to say this. Like, when I understand that they set it up to where Hager looked like he was going after, or actually he did go after. Uh, um, Arn. Like, just don't do that. So then, like, from the rest of the match on, Arn is cheating for him, for uh for for Cody. Like yeah, Jose ain't
1: never ain't never do this. Say again? So Jose Lutero ain't never do this.
2: <laughs> so the second time around, they end up outside
0: he is going to throw Cody he's going
2: to irish whip cody into the post Arn gets in gets from the post i'm sorry whoever the ref is throw his ass out he's gotta go he's gotta go he's interfering and then with catalina stepping on cody then the slappy mission before i'm just like y'all are getting in the way of whenever they actually do get back in the ring and wrestle it's good or they end up out they wrestle on the floor it's been good you're, you're, you are not in heightening this by making me think, look at the, you know, the, the weave of this. This is like, no, y'all are in the way. Y'all, y'all they, be better, this match would be much better served. They just had a straight wrestling match without this bullshit out there. And then the finish is like, I don't hate the finish. I understand the finish. The finish is a lot, to be honest, the finish is a thousand times better than what they did with Darby and Cody the last time with he gets, he gets fucking tilted after landing on, but, but, but yeah, like, it's just for me, it's like, it just left me just like, I hope next time when they have their eventual rematch, all assholes from, from outside the ring are barred. Straight wrestling match. Because they'll have a good match then. <clears throat> Unless they, you know, they decide to, you know, <laughs> not not stick not to the path that they had in the match just now. But, like, their match was, the wrestling they were doing was way better than what I was expecting. So. Same. Yeah, so, you know.
1: <laughs> they like they finished, like no. they they, yeah. they almost did it, and then like
2: yeah.
1: Yeah. the like they did it with all the bullshit, and then yeah. like that last finishing sequence, it it was just like, huh? That's like that's like when it's, it's the same feeling when Vincent McMahon like brought Charlotte to the ring, like to put her in the match. It was like, <laughs> where did this come from? Out of nowhere,
2: right, right, right.
1: Um, so <sighs> they played a Darby Allen skateboarding video, um. The moonsault moon onto the skateboard was raw. Um, then we got Orange Cassidy coming out and Jericho, I forgot to mention, he was on commentary, a complete cartoon character oh all night, yes. just hamming it up all the way, yes. more than normal. It, it was like yes, at first. You that
2: too? Yes. At first, at, I was, was, at first, I was getting annoyed with him.
1: Same. I was like, uh-oh. I was like, is he like going to the point of no return? Like, and then he like kind of toned it down.
2: Right. Cause like it was a four man booth. So it's like, that's very hard. So it's like Jericho is basically operating like it's still him and just Shivani like when they were doing the Georgia shows. And it's like, mm-hmm. it can't be, it can't be this right now. Um, it just cannot be this right now, Jericho. You have to, you have to let, MJ, you have to let JR talk. Yeah. <laughs> you have to let, uh, Excalibur talk without you burying him if he says one comment like every single time.
1: Um, so we got uh private party versus um, PMP. Uh, private party came out with Matt Hardy, uh, Zayac Ashley, who was awesome in this match. Um, there was a lot of you know dives and um, you know this was okay. This wasn't a you know uh I, th- I think I, th- I always feel like these guys have a better match in right like like, like get this pairing
2: right like in that tribute match they had um a few months ago or actually probably the end of last year like i felt like that match was better than this one i'd have to rewatch mm-hmm. it but like uh, cuz there were less mistakes like there were botches in this match but you know like it's weird that they haven't given us a better match they've had two opportunities and like both times the matches have been at best just good yeah Weird. Yeah, um, <laughs> <yeah>. you figure <laughs> but, like this uh, would be like a super like rivalry you could rely on in the future, and it's like I'm gonna rely on her yet. I, I just wouldn't, yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, Private Party ended up getting to win.
1: Um, so, yep. uh, Inner Circle 0 2 for the night. Um, and then you know, and of course, Sammy not here, so that's another L. Um, <laughs> so they they hit the gin and juice. And then uh, Jericho and Orange Cassidy had a pull-apart brawl. Um, you know, whatever. <laughs> um, then they previewed next week's show. Basically uh, Taz came out for a promo and this was excellent. Oh, yeah. Like everything else. Uh, so Mosley, uh they, they announced that Fight for the Fallen will take place in two weeks. Uh, so they moved the, that match to that. So they're not going into that um next week with they're going into that
2: without the title match. And and it's it also like I don't think this was the plan, but like by them doing fight for the fallen like two weeks from now, it's like, all right, now what you gonna do NXT, what you gonna do now, yep. Hunter,
1: and Vince? Yeah, so so are we gonna get uh NXT slambery? You know. <laughs> are we gonna get NXT Beach Blast? You know, are we gonna get uh, NXT sold out? You know, NXT Starcade. Can we just pull that out early? Uh, can no, we they do Halloween? Hanf- Remember,
2: they use Starcade for the main roster so that they can like go to like those NWA uh, uh, um, conventions and, uh, and make sure that they don't spend money there. What's more,
1: programming Like, <clears throat> and, like this is a Turner Network Television event, so they can use Starcade if they want. You know. <laughs> Just move uh, Halloween Havoc up. Just Halloween move fall Havoc quick. in the summer. Just, just move Fall Brawl up. You know.
2: <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh my god. Nah, th- nah. The best one if they pull out Hog Wild. That would be fucking. Oh hilarious.
1: my god. Uh, and then have like motorcycles out there and show you. Know Triple H will pull out a motorcycle real Super, quick. Yeah.
2: Super Brawl. Pull out Super Brawl.
1: Super Brawl. Um, what else did they have? Uncensored NXT Uncensored. We yeah. could, we could do that. <laughs> Oh my God! No, you cannot. <laughs> um, Please don't. NXT Spring Stampede. You know. Spring
2: Stampede. <laughs> you keep pulling out these shit that are not like seasonal. <laughs> oh man, shits
1: ridiculous, bro. Like, uh, what else did they have? But uh, World War Three. You know, they they can pull that uh, out. No,
2: know? no. If they come out, if I if I tune into, if I turn yeah, if I tune into the. It, obviously, you know the PC normally has seven rings in it, but if I tune into an NXT and they have three fucking rings in there, I'm like, nope. this ain't this ain't the week for me, dude. World War Three suck. I'm sorry, <laughs> it did. I can't. I can't go back to this. I can't.
1: So the World War Three that I liked was the 1996 one. Everything else can can just you know who won just, that year? Uh, the Giant. Oh God. But it was Les Luger fighting the whole NWO by himself and the crowd was unglued. Mm. Okay. So, uh, and then it was like, at the end, it was like Guerrero, Mysterio, Luger, um, DDP and like one other guy. And then on the other side of the ring it was the NWO. And it was like, that shit was
2: lit. I might rewatch that tonight that's one of the things that I do enjoy about like NXT war games is like they keep up the WCW tradition of like, we have multiple rings like in the building, like every singles match will be in a different ring. Like I do enjoy that. I do enjoy that.
1: Yeah. Um, so Taz came out and said, he's, uh, he's not upset that the match was moved back a week. Um, he said Moxley said he didn't want to come to Fighter Fest out of fear of the health of the staff and crew. tests. says that sounds good, but he knows Moxley's been tested time and time again at home, and he says negative. He said the only thing Mox is positive for is the chicken shits. Uh, he worked. He talked about uh, you know you can come here and get tested because AEW doesn't run a sloppy shop, which was like the the gut the gut check there. Yeah, and. Um, He said that uh, Cage is going to take the title from Monsters, Dumbass, (laughs)
2: advertising
1: He literally said Dumbass, yes. Uh, Best on Interviews, uh, 2020. Taz?
2: Oh, yeah. Yes, yes. Like, how do I say this? If we were to have a comeback... Wrestler of the year. Uh, this man's like Comeback wrestler of the decade. Like, <laughs> like two decades. I would, I will put Taz on there. Now that he's back on the scene, I would put him next to like Hirono Takahashi. <laughs> 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 like that's like obviously Hirono would win the award because like he's you know he might have like more he might have a better five best matches than anyone else in the uh, in the world this year uh, at this point. But like. This is like one of the rare like instances in a few where I'm just I'm just love so much as a, uh, that's going on with it where it's like I really have no notes on how you make this better given what they decide to do with this. This has been excellent. I love this so much. Like Brian honestly K standing
1: in the background doing the shoot guns with his fingers like yes, just
2: like <laughs> This has been so well done. I don't know how hot it is for the general audience or whatever else, but this has been so well done that if like they had decided we're not going to do this at Fight or we're not going to make a Fight for the Fallen show in you know two weeks and put that there if we were going to somehow stretch this all the way to uh, all in or all out, no, all in 2 I'd have been like, I'm okay with it this has been awesome I'd have been okay yeah. with it yep. but you know, they still want to give us a match so whatever, Like I have no notes I love this thing, I love it yeah. so much
1: then we got the uh, AEW World Tag Team Championship match in the main event spot. So they did end up main eventing um, Kenny Omega and Heyman Page versus the best friends. And it was the best friends. Um, I thought we were going to get some pay-per-view level match. They ended up only giving these guys 15 minutes. I thought they were going to give them like 20 or 30 even.
2: Right. And then and then, and then Taz came out and that changed. Yep
1: so i didn't quite get the match i wanted here i thought it was okay i would probably say like 3.75 but um yeah you know best friends you know they, they got dropped off by trent's mom i thought that was pretty funny um but you know this wasn't i don't this wasn't any like right home match it was like the rest of the best friends matches in the promotion it doesn't quite you know hit the the level you want with the best friends in there but um Kenny and Paige get another defense. Uh, what'd you think of this match, James?
2: I never bought for a second that they could win, and I think that, I think that hurt it. Um, quite honestly, this might have been like the first time I ever saw a Kenny Omega match where like I went and grabbed my phone in the middle of it. I think I think it is. Uh, yeah, I, I thought it was a good match. I I probably give it three and a half. Um, but. Yeah, um, it was just it just left me cold. And like other part about it is, like the crowd died in the middle of it. It was weird that you don't really you don't, you don't see that with like you know the quote unquote plants and at ringside and a at an AEW show in this era of uh, you know heels on one side, baby faces on the other side. Like it was so like that was kind of strange to me. Um, but yeah, it was a good match. But it was a really good he, match. He but got I, in it, and it he tried to go match at all. He tr-
1: like Kenny tried to go crazy at the end. Like he hit a bunch of dragon suplexes and right. stuff and, you know, was moving fast, but it was just like almost too little too late. Yep. I don't know. Like
2: it, this one just wasn't, I'm also you know, wasn't I'm also there for stu- me. Stu- so Another thing is, like, I'm, still, I'm still not convinced that like Hangman is, has his win back 100% either. Like he was huffing and puffing it throughout the match too. Mm uh he ended up getting
1: the the pinfall because of course um so he hit the uh, Buckshot buckshot <laughs> it. by itself no, yeah. no last call uh, on that one but uh, what do you but, think of the post match uh, page and trent
2: oh, sorry, yeah i was going to get to that, that. Oh, uh,
1: i i'd be interested in seeing page versus trent in the singles match i i feel like that would have that pac
2: hangman energy i w- i would too like i i think honestly like Trent's got to go solo at some point, and I, but the thing is, like, I don't know what that means for Chuck T. If you do that, like, I don't know if you want him on TV if he's not in a tag team. Hmm. So they're caught themselves in a lima there, and like we, you know, in WWE, they already would have, they would, they would have, they, you know, they would have been plucked, uh, Chucky T. And or not Chucky T. But Ch- Trenton left, you know, Chucky T Behind, but it's like in AEW. You know, they don't really, you know, they haven't done that yet. But so I don't know, like, if they're going to come to, you know, the, when the rubber meets the road, what they're going to do and everything. I have the heart to do it and we'll see.
1: Yeah, um, I think there will be other things for uh, since now they have two singles belts. Uh, you could make Trent challenge for the secondary belt. Mm-hmm. You know, you can have Chucky see Russell on dark. You can do you can do a couple of things with him. Um But the post-match, FTR came out there uh, with beers, and uh, they were drinking during the main event, and they uh, offered Paige and uh, Kenny the beers and Kenny famously doesn't drink. Uh, this has been well established and <laughs> uh, Paige, of course, does drink. That's also been well established. So right. Paige starts guzzling the beers, but Kenny says he fakes it like he's going to drink a beer and he's like, nah, I'm just going to pour this shit out because I don't do this. Kenny drinks um uh, and A. Hey, but yeah, so that's yeah, basically like a... Uh, You can't pour a man's beer out. That's a fighting tactic. So uh, they came out there and uh, the Bucks ran to the ring. And all of a sudden on two sides, like it was Kenny and the Bucks and then uh, Hangman and FTR. This was kind of an interesting visual here. But FTR just feels like corny.
2: I thought that that whole interaction with the, them, everybody getting upset over a grown man pouring out a fucking beer that he just gave away anyway, was just like lame as shit. Like, I am, I am not ready to write off uh, FTR slash Young Buck slash uh, Hangman and and um and Kenny as far as like. Their their feud, whatever feuds they have out of those three teams, is going to suck. I am not even closer there yet, but I just felt like this is like this is more of the stuff that I I just thought was just like childish and petty and like why like I did not buy into the hangman like how he got over or it's like him being a passive aggressive bitch to uh, to the young bucks. I'm just like what is this like I I just I, I didn't like it then but like whatever he got over so it, was, it is what it is but like this is just like okay you gave him a beer you, you want to fight him because he poured the beer out you gave him the beer he's gonna pour it down his gullet who gives a shit if it ended up on the ground who gives a fuck I'm serious who gives a fuck and also the thing with Kenny is like Kenny another perspective is like Kenny just hold the beer let it go off air Whatever else It's like, but either way is like both of them are acting or behaving so childishly. And it's like that. I don't want to watch this. I don't want to see people. I don't want to see people fight over something this childish and petty unless they're drunk, but they're not drunk. <laughs> <laughs> like can it, I, So it was like, whatever. I, I just like this, this. Like I can imagine that like causing a fight. A one-time incident. I cannot imagine this being something that you use to promote a f- to promote matches in the future. Like I just thought. So for me, it's like it's got it's got to be more than this. So I'm willing to I'm willing to wait on this. But like for this little thing right here they did last night it just left me like mm, that ain't it for me. Nope. I would, this, this is I would this wonder is why not. What? This is not Moxley <laughs> in cage at all.
1: <laughs> I would wonder why Private Party wouldn't come out since they gonna actually fight him next week. Oh yeah, that's right. I don't okay. know. But um yeah, I, that was for Like I said, overall it was a good show, but like yeah, very good show. It, it wasn't a pay-per-view like <laughs> it, like it wasn't nah, like this was uh so hopefully next week will be better and uh matches next week, of course. Um we've got uh Kenny and Heyman as private party. Uh, the second time that they fought uh, in a match. Uh we're gonna have Orange Cassidy and Chris Jericho. Uh, Joe Janella and uh, Lance Archer, the Young Bucks and FTRO team up to fight the Butcher and the Blade, and um, the Lucha Brothers. That match should be phenomenal. And uh, Niall Rose, I believe, has an open challenge out there, and there, yep. uh, is a six-man tag with SCU and uh, Brody Lee, uh, Colt and Stu Grayson, I believe. So yeah, um, hey, Stu Grayson. So. Uh, tell us about a Great American badge.
2: Yeah, so uh, show starts out with the four way elimination match for the number one contendership for the NXT Women's Title. It is Tegan Knox versus Mia Yim versus Candice LeRae versus Dakota Kai. Uh, before the match starts, commentary puts over uh, or points out that like Ra- Raquel Gonzalez is not. By ringside because she has been ordered to stay in the back because they do not want interference. And in my mind, I'm thinking like, I I love this, but I but in my mind, I, I also hate this because it's like, do it for every fucking match. I don't want to see interference, so don't. Jay, uh, in certain times, we can do it. There's nothing to keep you from from not from keeping people rings or backstage all the damn time. If you want interference, you have to run from the back to come interfere. I'm sorry. Like I I can buy that more than like people who just like you watch multiple episodes Raquel Gonzalez or any other fucking heater cheats in every fucking match and like just allow this shit to happen and they get title match I fucking hate that sorry that's my that's my own personal rant about why I fucking hate <laughs> interference in wrestling it's like because when you, once you do all this interference you say well you, you're barred this time it's like bar them all the time until perpetuity until Poor they're life. no longer wrestling for your promotion sorry okay so anyway um. Matt starts out and you have Candace going wild. It's it I, it hurts me that like now that she's a heel, she no longer does the uh the cape the cabrata uh to the floor. She does this springboard, second rope springboard thing where she's basically like splats on somebody. Cause she's a heel, she can't be flashy, I guess. Uh anyway there's there's interactions between Candace and and Mia, because the hatreds of Gus, obviously, because they've been doing the, the Garganos versus Yimala stuff, and there's also interaction between Candice and uh, Tegan, because Tegan is still torn on the fact her friend turn, is turned into a piece of shit uh, over, over recent months, um, and, but they have not had a fight yet about it. So, uh, eventually, um, Candace runs wild, Candace gets pinned, Typical main roster or typical WWE, uh, you know, elimination style stuff where like someone goes wild, they get the chance to shine and they get beat. Uh, So then at that point, you have Dakota in the ring by herself who has, you know, done a bunch of fuck shit to Mia and to Tegan. So they proceed to beat the shit, team up to beat the shit out of this heel. She deserves to get her ass beat. So. At some point, there's a miscommunication. Or no, actually, uh, Dakota gets her whoop so bad she's about to ring. So then you get Mia versus Tegan. Mia starts going in spree of, of flips and offense, and is like, "This is the first time I f- I felt like an NXT like where she didn't feel like you know she's still lingering from effects of her tearing her ACL all them years ago." And also another thing I pointed out. So the final three in this match were Tegan, Dakota, and Mia. That is six. Knees and only two of them have ne- have not been blown out. Damn. <laughs> so I, I, I had that thought. So Mia starts, you know, hitting hitting moves. Code Reds or Code Blue because of her hair. Uh, and, and and dives to the floor, and then at a certain point, you know, there was work understanding that like me and or Tegan and Mia were going to basically get dispatch Dakota, and then they were going to be those two be the final. Didn't happen. Um, and Mia ends up getting rolled up after she went wild uh, by Dakota. She was weird,
1: because, like, Mauro Ronaldo kept describing it during the match and then after a match as a miscommunication. It was like, nah, she just was, like, staring and just waiting to get rolled up. She was weird. Right.
2: (laughs) Yeah, because... Yeah, because Dakota was in way too late, so it made when she got schoolboy from behind, it made her like the biggest geek. After she, after like the whole purpose of her doing all the dives and flips, whatever, for her to get beat and like, like, damn, you know, she was hot right now. She got her momentum completely snapped from under her, as opposed to like she looks like a geek, right? Uh, so then you end up getting Dakota and Tegan in the ring, and like they had a good ass match. Uh, the last, the, that last uh, third of the match, and um, at the end. Tegan's a better wrestler, so Tegan ended up putting um, uh, Dakota away. Uh, hit her with... Um, I can't remember what her finish was. Whatever she hit her with, but she ended up beating her. Um, the knee. I, yeah. So, oh, another thing to point out is and I talked about this on the uh, the show I did with Imp on um, Thursday. At, after a double down, they ended up climbing back, crawling up using each other's bodies to get back to their feet to start fighting again, and, like, they use knee brace control. Like, you know, we talk about Okada and Keith Lee with the wrist control, but they got up with knee brace control, which I thought was a nice little touch, given, like, what their feud has been uh, like, and also why they were friends in the first place. Um, or to NXT fans, anyway. So, um, Tegan gets to win. We don't know when her title shot will be, but I would like to point out that, like, they've had three matches or four matches more or less right Uh, the first match Tegan beats Dakota's ass in in, in Pinzer the second match they have the street fight at the Portland Takeover and that's when you get the deus ex machina of Raquel comes out of nowhere and choke slams Tegan through a table so that's how Dakota wins but the whole match Tegan beat Dakota's ass then the, the cage match, Tegan beats Dakota's ass but loses at the end because of interference from from Raquel. Then they had the number one contendership ladder match. Tegan beat Dakota's ass in that match but didn't win. EO won 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 it right. So and then you have this match at the end where like the Tegan beats Dakota's ass and wins. It's like this whole feud has been one sided as hell and the only time it has been one sided is or, or the only reason why anyone has wins is because of blatant interference amazing yeah and like you know and you look at like dakota is the same geek she always was except she's a bad guy now because you need they needed some a hill to beat uh yeah so oh, being um, yeah we end up getting a promo after this from <laughs> from Ooh. damian priest and hey, you'll be better at describing because i haven't seen this is wednesday but it was not good bro he like looked in the camera and
1: then was like I am Damian Priest. Like
2: <laughs> you might as well just have said it
1: just like that. Like, it, like he sounded worse than Roman Reigns when he declared for the Royal Rumble. <laughs> he sounded like a zombie. He was absolutely soulless. It was like, yo, never. And The Rock means never make him cut a promo again, not live. Yeah, like. Have him hold up. Can, can we get uh, Sam Guevara off the of suspension and have him teach uh, Priest how to make cards? He can hold up.
2: <laughs> now I, imagine I prefer that. Now imagine Damian Priest holding up signs and say, "Hit me up." <laughs> right. Right. Yeah, man. That mm, bad. Bad. Very bad. Okay. So then we get the tough white man match, Rich. Timothy Thatcher versus Arnie Logan.
1: Oh, Appreciate everybody that reached out to ask about the tough white men too, and then we had to kind of school some people on what you know the criteria is for being a tough white man. It ain't strictly just because you know MMA. Right. It ain't strictly because you were a boxer. Yeah. It ain't strictly because of a look. But it, it isn't like, you know, is it's, it's an entire. It's, a, it's thing. an energy thing. It's about energy. Yeah.
2: It's about the vibe. Yeah. Like, there are some aesthetics aesthetics that lend towards that, but ultimately we're talking about a vibe here. Um, Yeah, so, match starts, and they start trying to out-grapple each other. Lorcan is clearly no match for Thatcher as a grappler, but what he is better at, he's better at striking. So... Whenever he can get separation to get himself out of whatever predicament he's he's been put in by Thatcher, he unloads with with chops or an occasional suplex, and then once he get once he's able to, you know, kind of even the odds, then he's able to get back into going to the floor with him, because he ultimately wants to prove that he's just as tough and good a grappler as Thatcher. Um, but the thing is, Thatcher finds multiple ways to try to get out of holes, whether it's, um, like he had him in a, uh, a short-arm scissors, and like... Thatcher tried to escape three different ways and then finally got out on the third way. Um, but it just shows like this dude is a master of getting in and out of hold. So eventually, Thatcher, uh, after the multiple times where uh, you have. Lorkin lighting him up with strikes or or, or 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 European uppercuts, Thatcher's like, "I had enough of this. Give me your arm." He took his arm and he started putting his left arm in a bunch of different uh hellacious predicaments from like anaconda vice looking stuff to uh, kamuras. Uh, he ended up putting him on a straight arm bar at one point, so he ends up hurting his uh his uh, Lorkin's left arm so from there. Thatcher <clears throat> starts getting cocky and starts to start feels like, all right, I'm gonna start brawling. I'm gonna show you I can beat you. Not only at my hand, but beat you at yours. So then he gets himself into a situation where he starts trying to go strike for strike with, with Lorcan. And Lorkin fires back at the after, he do, after uh, you know, Lorcan's known for doing that big open face or that that big slap to the face. He slaps Lorcan in the face. Lorcan fires up. He starts tagging that man with slaps to the face. Uh, and he's he has momentum, and then all of a sudden. Thatcher on a, on a final slap from from uh, Lorkin, he outpaces him kind of like Kenta, slaps him, then puts him in a sugar hold. Rich, a legitimate sugar hold. And the only way that can find a way out is to try to fish hook with with uh, with um, the left arm. The bad left arm is a fish hook. Thatcher Thatcher grabs the arm and then puts him in Fuji- his finish, the Fujiwara armbar, and gets the win. I love this fucking match. Thoughts?
1: I liked it more than I thought I would Mm -hmm. from what I heard going into it. Uh, And, you know, I'm not for all the fake MMA and all that (laughs) shit. Like, he was rolling around and, you know, doing whatever they got to do before they actually get to the the finish. But uh, this actually, I I actually like this one. Um, That stature looked fucking sadistic at the end of the match. His uh, face was great. He um has no front tooth and right. he's missing hair and he's ugly and yes. he's like he, he just looks he like, like a an part. Yes.
2: yes, he absolutely looks apart. He looks so ugly that like of course they do some this nasty grinder of a badass. Yes. And it's
1: like it's like that man works out like where there's one light in the room. <laughs> Like, and and it's like a small light bulb that that hangs above the room. And he, this man has nothing but functional strength. And, um, like he's, he's like ripped to shreds. Like, and, um, yeah. And it just kind of made me wonder, like, all right, well, fuck, who's, who does he like match up with, like, kind of long term? Like, doesn't he have to like get a hold of this North American title like immediately?
2: Um, I mean, him and Cross seem like they should be immediate players, given the way they pushed them and seeing the re- and given the results. Uh, in my opinion, those are two people that need to be immediate immediate players. Like, so either one of them, like if they were going to be the next, could be the next North American champion, that went bad in the mm-hmm. yeah. and
1: I wouldn't
2: bat an eye. hmm Yeah. Like the thing that thing that I like about Thatcher is like because of the Thatcher stash can stuff. Like, he has a character. He's not just bland, generic grappler guy. Like he's a sadist. He takes pleasure in in hurting people, right? Um, and like he can talk, right? So like you can't play the whole. Oh, he, you know, he's boring generic. It's like this is like the quote unquote. This is like when we talk about people who need character work or whatever else. it's like this is the good character work so far. So like they're off to a good start with him right now.
1: Yeah, this is, this is better than I thought it would be.
2: Yeah, you like how there was actually a story in it, <laughs> even though people are not telling them, there's no story. They're just doing. They're just doing like hold porn. It's like okay, whatever, man. <laughs> uh, yeah. So after that, you get Rhea Ripley versus Aaliyah and Robert Stone. I'm not going to spend much time on this because it, Boy, it, they it did. was a dumb comedy match. <laughs> yes, it was did. like ten minutes or something. Like yeah, it went way too long. Uh, or not way too long, but it went like probably cut it down to seven. Uh, but like it was a comedy match. The two idiots can't get the two idiot hills can't like get their shit together like enough to even pin her when they have her down the one time they have her down. Um and then Rhea at the end, like just puts them in double uh clover leaves, uh or stereo clover leaves. Um I will say that Robert Stone had a world championship tan on. Did you did you notice that?
1: Yes, this man came out here looking like he had the skin of bronze.
2: <laughs> Look, if if Sting had had that kind of tan, he would have he would have gone <laughs> over hundred percent clean on that Star K ninety seven. That would have um, been Eric
1: Bischoff approved.
2: Yes, the Eric Bischoff approved tan. Yes, uh, yeah, another match. I Not spend much time on unless you're going to bury it. Derek Dessa Loomis versus uh Roger Strong. Oh my God. Okay. I am going to talk about the match as the match, and then I'll talk about the other stuff. The why the match does not work for me. Um, I thought that for a, uh, I thought that it did a pretty decent job with the strap match thing. Uh, I, but like it just cannot reach another a level to where like it is good, especially when it goes that long, when like sixteen minutes or something like that. <laughs> it it through multiple commercial breaks, uh, which means it probably would forever. But like it just. I don't think you can do this match when you have somebody that can't sell. Like, I and I know what you're going to say, it's like, well, I just saw Daniel Bryan have a three and a half star match, level match with uh, Bray Wyatt at Royal Rumble. And I would suggest to you that, like, you need to put some respect on Daniel Bryan's name. Like, we're talking about one of the greatest wrestlers to ever live. No, no disrespect to Roddy. Roddy's a great wrestler, and I love Roddy. He's a wrestler's wrestler's wrestler. But I think. <sighs> I think that when you have um, someone like Daniel Bryan, you believe it's easier to believe that he is getting hurt and beat up really badly when it comes to this. And meanwhile, like when it comes to like he's babyface selling the strapping. Whereas, like the baby face in this particular uh, dynamic is Loomis, who whose gimmick is to not sell or sell very, very little. He's only meant to sell like the things that were like things that could be near falls or devastating. He doesn't sell like simple like punches to the face, which like is death for a strap match gimmick because the the whole idea is oh my god, these dudes are tearing their, each other's highs off. Look at the pain and anguish they're going through to try to beat each other. You can't do. You can't get that across to watching this emotionally when you're watching this cross th- or not cross this is Loomis match so they either gotta de- drop this Loomis thing or, or or lower it to where it's a prelim act it cannot be a upper mid-card act it's not gonna work it hasn't worked
1: I'm just not buying that Roderick Strong is afraid of anybody or anything I'm sorry you're right. never gonna convince me that, that Roderick Strong Right. The Messiah of the Batbreaker right. is definitely afraid of somebody. Right. It doesn't work.
2: Right. Now, for me, in the match, like, I do think that there was a uh, interesting— I do think there was a story in it. There absolutely was. Like, he wells his back up enough and, her, and hurts his back from beating from the strapping. And actually, one of the shots actually made, like, Loomis bleed out of his back. Which is like, how tough is he that he can con- commit to this no-selling gimmick while he's bleeding from the back? He tougher than Cody. Anyway, uh, so he straps his back a bunch of times, and then he wraps his legs up, and then he puts him in a Boston crab, which is like he just hurt his dude's back, and then he puts him Boston crab. I'm that that works. He's been doing this a whole match. Good for you. But my problem, but uh, but like it really hurt that like all so much of it was one sided. Like it was like sixty minute match, and like beating
1: the shit out of this man. Like just just hit him with like right hands and big kicks and
2: right. just and, in
1: and out of the ring. and
2: Right. And and really yeah. hurts said like Roddy never gets, almost never gets strapped. Like he doesn't get strapped until like a six minute match. He doesn't get strapped until like minute 13 or, or 14 or something like that. So, you know, it, it's better than I thought it was going to be because I thought it was going to absolutely suck. It's better than I thought it was going to be, but like for 16 minutes it still was not, uh, it wasn't no breeze to watch either. Now, you just you mentioned like my main thing my main thing as far as like the story this is why I just cannot rock with this story. Roger Strong not only should not be scared of this dude because he's Roger Strong he should be scared of this dude because he fucking wrestled him like a month and a half ago <laughs> and they had a competitive match back and forth and then I
1: think it was with, the trunk like since he, yeah, he got put in the trunk he but,
2: ain't right but Rich they put him in the trunk and he put Bobby Fish in the trunk. You gotta take Bobby Fish off TV not selling any of this shit if Roger Strong is scared of it. If Roger Strong's scared of being thrown in the trunk, then then fish should be pissing himself, not be like, Roddy, you tripping, bruh. Every single week. Why is yeah. why is fish not scared?
1: This sounds like Bruce Prichard. Yeah, we can you know, look. Like I, like I saw that, that that video package build, I was like, this shit goofy as fuck. No. Like this is like and then you see Death of do his entrance, and he walks on his hands when he gets in the ring. It's just like,
2: n- no, like, it, like no, I don't want to see it. Like, <laughs> like it, it's just like, do you, you want to see another like Undertaker '90s Undertaker Kane? It's like, no, we have we have evolved past the business of fucking psycho killers. If you want to make him a psycho killer, make him to make another Tommaso Ciampa. Don't make another Undertaker Kane. We could do a lot more of the, with a the Tommaso Chomp than the Undertaker came into from the nineties, where they just stalk and don't move, and move slow as molasses, like you're in. No, it ain't gonna work.
1: Like and as Kevin Kevin Sullivan would say, this is the babyface.
2: <laughs> that's another one. Yeah, that's another part. Like he like the if you look at it from an objective story itself story, it's like one guy has bothered this other guy, and he threw he kidnapped him. And, his dude is o- and one guy has to overcome his fears, and the other guy has to babyface. What?
1: Different, bro. Yeah, yeah. Different.
2: So, um, yeah, anyway, uh, Loomis won, uh, and I'm, I'm not even going to talk about the rest of match. We, we've said our piece on it, but after that, we end up getting a video package to set up next week's match between Keith Lee, or title match between Keith Lee and, a title versus title match actually between Keith Lee and Adam Cole, um, and a lot of it was I I like the narrative framing of Keith Lee has been on fire since the Brent or since the uh this the NXT invasion. Um, that,
1: that was a lot of u- liberal use of of the word on fire because there was a period where it was like, what the fuck are y'all doing with him?
2: Um. I think that was more painted from the fact that they did nothing with him before this happened. Like, if you look at the progression, like he did the stuff at uh, Survivor Series weekend, and then like they immediately sent him towards the North American title. Um, the only real blip of it is like the Finn Balor stills the pin in the triple threat match uh, thing or uh, whatever else. But like, I do get your point that like it wasn't exactly how they said it, but like, like they, they know, you know if we're doing this yeah yeah but I do like the framing of I mean it's very similar to like when we talked about like the framing of uh when they did that you know an hour on Tommaso Ciampa and Gargano where it's like there are a couple things they're omitting but most for the most part this is more or less like the truth uh so if they pointed out that like he's had his moments with with Reigns at Survivor Series and um Brock Lesnar Royal Rumble and he's you know ever since he's been champion like you. More or less, you know, in Norman American he's more or less just like, you know, unstoppable. Um, so, like, what's next is for him to go after the top title in the, in the uh, brand. So, Adam Cole points out, like, <clears throat> you had moments, but you wouldn't have these moments. Is one for me having my match on SmackDown with Daniel Bryan uh, to save, you know, SmackDown that night, or me having that match with Seth Rollins on Raw. Uh, so, like, you don't even get your foot in the door to have these moments if not for me. Uh, and then he pointed out, like, and what did you do with these moments you had? Like, they were great and memorable, but ultimately you ended up being on the losing end of these moments. And all I do is make moments or whatever else, which is like what you say as a heel. Like, uh, so, I, you know, I thought oh, it was moments, I thought it was a moments, very good moment. Moments, moments. Oh, my. God. Right, right, right. Uh, I mean, it's going to be. So, for me, uh, I, I, I thought it was really good. It's not nearly as good as the Chompa and whatever else. Uh, Chompa and Gargano one because it clearly had less material. Well, but, it like, sure it was good.
0: Uh, <laughs> it,
2: it shouldn't
1: be. If right. You microwave this shit for a fucking week. Imagine, oh my gosh, never mind. Like what? <laughs> like imagine doing like your know, champion versus champion match on TV. On, on TV, and right. not on like I don't know the whole. Rich, we know what
2: this stuff. is. They yeah. just want. They just want to. You know. Uh, they just want to fuck with uh, AEW. We know this. So
1: if, if they didn't look, if anybody didn't understand what it was before, now
2: look. Just wait. Just I don't wait know till, when they look, will. Just wait till halfway through next week's show when they have some. They come on. They pull some shit out of their ass to they make it go up with a uh, fight for the fallen. Wait. Just wait. You know they're going to do that.
1: Just wait. Just wait till there's a Hell in a Cell match uh, <laughs> in, in NXT in two weeks. You wait. <laughs> You wait until until the Undertaker makes his his, his debut at full
2: sale. You wait. God. Oh my god. Um Yeah, so then from there They go you back to wait safe. till Triple H and now he's wrestling. Oh god. <laughs> I do not want Triple H NXT wrestling. No, thank you. Um yeah, so then we end up going in uh, backstage where we see uh Johnny um consoling Candace after, uh, the match from the opener. Um, and they talk about, you know, how she got teamed up on and, you know, because she, she is a person that's been stirring all these, drink, kicking up shit with all these people. And so she got her ass dealt with accordingly and she can't handle it cause she's a hypocrite. So, um, Johnny and Candace are complaining and all of a sudden Candace looks in, looks into the, looks off screen. And also she leaves the screen. And the next thing, you know, <laughs> we have reached Yim versus, uh, Candice LeRae becoming an on-site feud. She saw her and she attacked. They, they 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 proceed to brawl backstage in front of Swerve. Swerve tries Swerve grabs Candice to break it up. Johnny doesn't like that. They have words with each other uh and the fight gets broken up. Uh so clearly uh we're headed somewhere with uh Swerve and Johnny Gargano, but uh, later, it's announced that uh, before the show goes to the main event, that we are going to get Candice LeRae versus me, me, me in a street fight, um, and I can't wait.
1: Just a word from Swerve. He said, wait until you see him and Johnny whenever it happens. So, <laughs>
2: mm. I mean, like, I want to say hell, I don't know if it was during the, or probably like right, yeah, sometime last year I was like, I can't wait till you get Johnny around over to Swerve. I can't wait. So, yeah, I, I if you tell me they had a great match, it's like, yeah, I've, I've been anticipating this. I was kind of expecting it. Uh, yeah, so, then out comes uh, Santos Escobar, uh, flanked by Raul Mendoza and um, Joaquin Wild. Uh, they are now calling themselves El Legado de Fantasma, obviously the legacy of Fantasma. He comes out uh, this week and he talks about the lucha lucha libre culture he talks about how you know it's more than just wrestling you know uh lucha the top luchadores in the past used to be movie stars uh we were we were celebrities fl- real, which is a shoot like santos might be the most popular person and wrestler to ever come out of any country uh yeah so or in the respective country so yeah uh then he says like we are more than just you know, guys in masks that do flips, which is like. This sounds like the WWE like definition of like what. Lucha what Libre. they it's exactly what it is. that is like. Look, look here, look here, white man. We, this is not what we are. <laughs> I loved it. So, um, he says he wants to he wants to mold, uh, Lucha Libre into his own image, uh, for for future Lucha Libre artists. He said artists, rich. We are Question. artisanal. Sorry
1: question Is prime younger Vince McMahon a tough white man
2: in our sense or in like uh, in a real sense or in our sense of the, word, our sense. the term no no <laughs> no I'm trying to see this man was a geek <laughs> <laughs> trip, trip. <laughs> see why she's gonna beat that ass on a weekly basis almost
1: but but like <laughs> but as a shoot.
2: Oh, yeah. That, that man took a lot of punishment, like, you know, doing those, like, you know, a match a month or whatever it was or whatever else. Like, that's the thing that, like, I think... Obviously, I see why they did it. Like, they did that stuff with all those guys in the hardcore matches and get bladed and their heads bash with steel, steel chairs, whatever else, like Shane and, and, and Vince, because, like, obviously it helps you. It ingratiates yourself to, to the, to the uh, wrestlers backstage. But at the same time, it's like... So y'all get to do these crazy ass matches that y'all wouldn't that most guys don't get do to get themselves over. But you do it once a month and you get to go heal up. Meanwhile, the normal person that has to do this shit like a edge or a Christian or a Dudley boy has a take or, or um a Hardy brother has to do that match and then wrestle tomorrow? Oh, okay. And then go yeah. wrestle like, you know, two hundred days a week or two hundred days a year. Oh, okay. That seems fair, that makes sense. Uh anyway. Shaming talk- man,
1: tough white man.
2: No. No, absolutely <laughs> not. <laughs> He's tough in the literal sense, but not in our sense for wrestling. Fuck no, no. He's a goof. Um yeah, so so then uh as Phantasma is, is is talking about you know the the artistry, you know how this is gonna be artisanal, Lucia Libre, out comes Drake Maverick. Uh, fresh off, fresh off of uh, getting his ass destroyed like two weeks ago, he shows up with a neck brace. Takes that brace off. He goes back into the ring. Now, the first time he got his ass destroyed, he said, "You know, people always said that I've been that had more heart, more more heart than brains, and then he got jumped." So it's like he 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 is sticking to this. I'm going to fight these dudes three on one. Even last time, I got sent into the hospital. So,
1: not smart. Right. Not growing.
2: Right. So. I thought it would have been better served if they had, uh, you know, some of his backups, some people they could rely on from the cruiserweight uh, tournament come help him. But they didn't do that. He gets the ass whoop, and then out comes Fandango and or Febreze, Fandango and Tyler Breeze. Randomly, they have no connection to the story. They just want to help. Tough guys. Yeah, I guess they just want to help out uh, their fellow white man. So yeah, that's
0: all <laughs> That's all
1: this is. Bro. When I saw Fandango standing next to Drake Maverick, I was like, "I had to rub my eyes. Oh, is that Batista? Like, <laughs> dude, look, bro, like he's this. so small compared to
2: Fandango, dude. You want to know how small Drake Maverick is? Go back to the Kushida and Drake Maverick match, like the first one, the one that uh, the one that uh, Kashida won. You'll be like, Jesus Christ, he's small. He is so small." Um, that man, like, smaller than Taiji's Mori. Oh yeah, yeah. Like he, like he's like Ray's size. Like, he, might, he may be an inch taller, Mike. like young Ray, or. <laughs> no, I mean, I at height wise, but yeah, like yeah, like he's like he's like, you know, ninety eight Ray was Jack when he came off the ACL tear. Ninety eight Ray yeah. was Jack, so
1: You're on the juice, bitch.
2: Probably, <laughs> um, yeah, but. Yeah, he. but anyway, yeah, so there, there's that set up a, you know, the Babyface got his ass stomped in, two tag team Babyface come in, uh, and they end up fighting with uh, no. Uh, Wild and Mendoza Fantasma. as Phantasma rolls out the ring. Now, the thing with Phantasma is his gimmick kind of now at this point is, like, I'm untouchable. So, like, that's, that's why he slid out the ring is, like, Nah, bro. You only get the only time you get to the only time you ever get your hands on me is in the middle of in ring competition. I'm untouchable. So I, I think it's a nice touch. They're, they're they set that up to be a match for next week. Maverick and Fabriz versus El Legado Del Fantasma. Um we'll see how that match goes. Uh we'll see. Like I think the dynamic I think the I want to see the singles match between those two again. I don't want this I don't really care about this trios match.
1: The Brizango rebrand. Who knew?
2: Yeah. So then we end up getting uh Cameron Grimes with this with this ham ass promo like
1: country is fuck. Uh,
2: he's just he's he's just loud and obnoxious or whatever wow. else. He talks about how like I'm never I never want to fight uh Damian Priest. Damian Priest will never I, like look. I won the match a couple weeks or last week. I'm never gonna wrestle him again. In fact, I got new plans. I'm the number one contender. I got next uh, for whoever it becomes a double champion or whatever, which is like, you know what? It was so absurd and ridiculous. That it reminded me of when uh, they were setting up in 2018, they were setting up Daniel Bryan, Versus AJ Styles for WWE title. Like when Miz said, "I don't care what happens, I'm next," and they laughed at him. Like I want, I want the like I want the footage of the of Daniel Bryan and, and AJ Styles laughing at Miz to be in play place to Cameron Ryan saying, "I'm next." It's like you're not going to be next. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> so, uh, so then we end up getting the main event, um, non-title match: Eosha Rivas, Sasha Banks. Um, I think that this match How do I say this? They wrestled this match. Like I thought I gave it four stars, but I feel like they still had they still could do have a better match. I felt like they they held stuff back. Um I do like the story that EO Is flat out better than than Sasha, isn't ahead of her, is ahead of like every move she makes, except for when EO keeps making this mistake where she keeps like, she gets an advantage and she wants to charge at Sasha, but Sasha keeps, whenever she gets separation and she wants to come charging, she has stuff for her ass every time she makes this mistake. So let me add this may have been the best like look
1: the American flag has ever had. (laughs) This is also a contender for Sasha Banks' greatest gear ever. Think so? Yes.
2: I I loved it, but um I mean Sasha has so many great gear combinations that, you know, like this shit was like, oh my god. Like It's it's I this is how I would say it. It's top ten for sure, maybe even top five. You would have to start Google imaging, and then you'll be like, "Yeah, I forgot about this one. I forgot about this one." Like Sasha, Sasha, Sasha's like <laughs> the modern age Akira Hokuto of of raw gear. This <laughs> like, <shit laughs>
1: is nuts, bro! Like anytime you think somebody getting close, they're not like, <laughs> 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 like I promise you.
2: Uh, I mean, like seriously. Besides, like Mayu, no Sheeta, if she had more gear. I, I think that's. I think that's. Uh, maybe I'm forgetting people. Like, that seems to be, like, kind of it. Alright, so. Yeah, but anyway. Um, Sasha, or sorry, EO seemingly is about, has in position to go for a moonsault. Bailey goes to one of the cars and honks a horn for distraction. It's a quick distraction, and Sasha takes advantage. Um, there's a spot where. Sasha. Gets all right, flat out. She she gets a a um, what do you call it? A oh my god, what is it called? She she goes for like it's like a flip over. Oh my god, why can't I think of this? Tilt to world avalanche. The what? Rich the the power bomb to, to the outside. Yeah, the called?
1: the um sunset flip.
2: A sunset flip power bomb. Yeah, she goes sunset flip power bomb to the pusty glass on the floor. Um, there's a you know there is a a fight to where Sasha is a. Catching one of Sasha's or sorry, one of Eo's uh, open palm strikes a shote and sl- slaps on a back a bank statement, makes the ropes. Uh, there's a spot where Eo goes for the moonsault, Sasha moves out the way, Eo lands on her feet and charges. Sasha uh, ends up getting her on the floor, I can't remember with what, and then like uh, gets on top on the top rope and then hits a uh, the, the top rope Meteora Like, then we get to the finish of the match where EO, sorry, Sasha gets on the top rope. She goes for a move. EO lifts up and then slaps on her own version of a, or basically of a a crossface crippler. Crossface. Um, It's a fight to the ropes. Sasha can't make it. She's in front of Bailey, so she's asking Bailey for help. She can't make it to the ropes what I thought they were going to do was she was going to extend the belt and then pu- and then she grabs the belt and then Bailey was going to pull her to the rope what instead happened is she has three belts on the, the SmackDown Missile and both tag belts so she pulled, throws one belt into the ring Sasha reaches like she's going to reach for it then the ref grabs it and it's a tug of war between the ref and Bailey. so the the bailey lets the ref have it his back is turned so then from there sasha gets close enough to the ropes within that whole struggle that she pulls eo's face towards the rope and then bailey clocks her so then bailey talks to the ref as the ref is trying to take the first tag belt to the scorekeeper's table so the, the ref and bailey are out the way so sasha So, why is it all happening? Bailey also had the second belt down on the floor for Sasha to use while the distraction is happening. She's distracting the ref, or uh, Bailey is on the floor, distracting the ref. So, Sasha goes to grab this belt, but she's tugging. She can't get it to come free. She can't get it to come free. Camera changes. On the other end of the belt is Asuka, who has the biggest smile on her face. She's like, one of those, you don't know what I got in store for you. Pulls her in closer, misses her, missed this. Miss her. So then, Bailey. I'm sorry, uh, EO goes for a schoolboy off the miss. The ref's there. uh, Doesn't see the, or kicks out. out. You end up getting a move. Sasha's face down on the mat. EO hits her moonsault. Then covers her, and then covers her in a way to where she covers with her leg, covers Sasha's face, gets the pinfall. Uh, So then, Basically, at the end, all four argue with the two, uh, the, the winner in the ring, big face in the ring and the heels on the outside. And then they let the the, py- the the pyro to celebrate.
1: So you mean to tell me, like, the only main roster person to come do a job as dirty of a job as it is uh, with Sasha?
2: Well, wait, wait, wait! I'm trying to think. I think Charlotte there were. I think No, 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 no. The revival also did jobs uh, during the Survivor Series build, too. Well, we know why they did jobs. <laughs> that was a good ass match, by the way, too. It was O'Reilly and Fish versus uh, Revival. That was. That's probably. That's the best match for Revival i have had since. Um, let's see. I'm Trying to think other jobs. I think no, because Rev. It was. Uh, I think it was Ricochet went to a tie with somebody. Or riddle. I who it was? That's what it was. That's who it was. Yep. 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 Um yeah, but yeah, well, pretty much, yeah, they no, no.
1: So like Charlotte and Nope, no band. job. <laughs> nope.
2: Well Seth Rollins, to <laughs> yeah. be fair, Seth Rollins and Daniel Bryan did jobs. Seth Rollins did
1: the job? When?
2: That Friday when they came in for the Dang for that uh the save next or save Smackdown that night? Daniel I thought Bryan they went to a DQ. Did it go to DQ?
1: Adam Cole and Seth Rollins went to a DQ. No, I thought. Okay,
2: all right. Well, I yeah. will take it back. So Daniel Bryan did a job too. Of Sorry. course, yeah. Daniel Bryan, and Sasha Banks job, amazing.
1: Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know. I I thought it was just a good match. Um, the, the interference like kind of bugged me at the end, and but you, it's just wrapped in political bullshit. Right. That's all this. Like, right.
2: Now, I don't blame you for the political bullshit. It's like. I thought that, like, if that stuff wasn't. It's amazing going,
1: EO yeah, even won.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's another thing. Is like, I thought that, like, there's political bullshit all around it, but at least, like, they did it in a creative way to where you don't feel as bad about it. Like, Sasha, like, EO beats Sa- EO beat the WWE person, and there's still love of protection because, like, it's setting up the the Asuka versus Sasha match as well, and a potential tag match as well like so if they eventually like go to you know a tag match on or whatever else like you know they can do it on NXT or they can do it on the main roster and people will know you know who EO is or whatever else so it's like they did a lot of stuff that like you know I I like to finish for the possibilities it opened that's the best way I can explain it
1: white pants belly a a thing
2: (laughs) (laughs) She uh, who was I gonna say? Uh, I don't know what to make of Bailey anymore. Hey, White Pants Belly.
1: You know if I had to clean up for, for, for White Pants Belly.
2: Okay, so New Japan Cup. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, t- go ahead, Rich. Give me like the the synopsis of what you watched. None of it? Uh, None of
1: it. I, I've been... Um, I, I haven't. I fell behind, okay. uh, unfortunately. So, I, right. I I think I... Uh, the last thing I watched was Tanahashi and Tai Chi. So, the quarterfinals
2: and after that, I did not see. But there's been see, some interesting bookings. See, um, see, that Tanahashi shit was so, like, problematic that it was like, I don't even want to watch shit <laughs> Like she got here and did all this. She the whole match. Fuck this! I don't watch this no more.
1: (laughs) No, like that wasn't it. But okay, um, I'm just gonna say it. The New Japan NBA Arena is dry, very dry, and it's like, man, it's just like you. You think these are very easy shows to get through, right? But then it's just like. I can't wait till they get get fans
2: back. Mm. Um, I don't know if it's really affected me one way or the other because, like, I am not. I'm, you know, I'm I'm not watching tags. I'm. I don't care. Like, only I'm, like, I'm only watching the, the the tournament matches. Um, and to, and to be quite frank, like, if are a match I don't want to see, I am not watching it. Like, no. Nah, like there was mm-hmm. a, there was a Sonata in Tai Chi match. Uh, that were like in the first five minutes of the match, they circle each other for like ninety seconds. And then, once the first time they ever get into any sort of a lockup, up Sonata uh, gets an arm ring on uh, arm on Taichi. Taichi gets to the ropes and is like, back up. And he's do- doing it like, because he's like, playing mind games when he's fucking with him, And he did it again. And then, like, he takes off the tag rope off one of the corners. And then, like, in the opposite corner, he ends up choking Sonata to the ground until uh, Red Shoe sees the, the, the thing. And I was like, well, that's like four or five minutes of my time. I paused it. I asked in the thread. I was like, hey, man, uh, this is this is what happened in the first five minutes of this match. Do I need to watch any more of this? Uh, and then, sure enough, like people were like, mm, I didn't even watch it. So then I end up uh, going to the cage match. So that shit had a five next to it. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> not, not five stars. Nope, not five stars. Like, five meaning like five out of ten. Bitch, I... Fast forward to the finish and watch Sonata win that match and moved on. No, thank you. Not doing it. I'm not doing it with Tai Chi. Like, when Tai Chi, bad Tai Chi, I'm not putting up with it. Like, and another thing I'm not putting up with coming to the tournament now, we're getting to it now, is like, cheating evil, not doing it. I just I just won't. Like, um, he's in a final. He ended up beating Sonata uh, in the semis. Uh, and the whole match, he all he did was cheat. He kicked him in the nuts twice. He, you know, did his normal ref spot where he grabs a, a kick and then, like, puts the kick and hands the kick off to the foot of the opponent to the ref and then kicks the opponent. He did an, a, a rough assisted magic killer. He used chairs multiple times. Uh, like, for a person that is going to the final and is, you know, seemingly is going to win this tournament and to fight the, the champion Naito, like they did jack shit to actually really get him over as somebody you were supposed to respect as anything more than a bum in the muff. Did very little. Like they did more. They did. They were more concerned with protecting night or uh Sonata with all of the cheating that evil did and actually get over evil. Who won the fucking match?
1: Yeah, man. Um, Evil looks like he's going to win this thing. Yep. Um, this is being recorded before evil and Okada takes place. Yep. Uh, from what I'm hearing is Okada has kind of struggled in the empty arena format um, with the, uh, you know, just his match style, mm-hmm. but um, evil. And he never, ever, ever makes anything better. Like, there's no situation that you can plug evil into at any point in the last couple of years and be like, oh, that would be better if evil was in it. Right. Like,
2: compared, no, no. Like, better. Like, go, the, hold, on, hold on. Hold on. Better compared to the other options available. That's what's important. Right. So, like, it could
1: be the same. It could be exactly as good as it was, mm-hmm. right? Whatever the situation is. Like, maybe, but it will never be better.
2: Right, right. <laughs> Right.
1: Um, Like, I don't know. Evil's always been very just kind of run of the mill for me. I understand that Elijah is very popular in Japan and all that. And um, unfortunately, like, I've had to throw out the line of thinking that, you know, maybe if they want to be a worldwide company, they need to act like it. No, then they, they clearly uh like they clearly weren't interested in <laughs> in booking like that or anything right. like that or else you know Kenny and the Bucks would still be be there but um, yeah nights over Zeal, that sounds like it's going to suck
2: that is a match. Like,
1: sure. like that don't sound like the new japan that you can't follow when you um turn on the like you know whatever you know yeah. like AEW yeah. like, like that's like like i I don't go by that rule. Like, because, like, especially for situations like this. Because it ain't all, like,
2: you know. Right. Like, it is, I mean, it's... Yeah, like, how do I say this? When you get guys that want to wrestle and they, or not want to wrestle, when you have guys and you tell them to go out there and to wrestle, then, yeah, that's when it's like you can't put... You know uh, a New Japan show on, and then go watch some other wrestling, uh, especially American wrestling. Right? Like, it is just because like these guys, and it's not just New Japan, but like this is Japan's like idea of of wrestling in general is like we are wrestling to for wins for for around, and it's all based around winning and losing. Like the 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 want to to win and the desperation to not lose and the heart and determination you have to fight through whatever crazy thing happens in you for to in order to win or more specifically not to lose so like when you have you know american wrestling where it's all this showmanship stuff not to say that like japanese wrestlers don't have showmanship and the quote-unquote charisma but it's like that's not what the goal is their goal is to try to give you a a uh, dramatized facsimile of a sport whereas We, you know, we, our wrestling is more geared towards the the, the theatricality stuff. Like, fuck, you know, that's why we have, you know, wrestling overran with like fuck finishes and then like stuff of not beating people or whatever else because we know we got to have a hook to make people, you know, emotionally invest on wanting to watch it again. Uh, But anyway, yeah, uh, when you have Naito and Evil in there, it's like, you know, if this is a G1 match or whatever else, I'd expect to have a good match. But, like, this is a match where it's like... They are going to go out there and Evil has gotten over by crossing, you know, his fucking tag partner. What do you think he's going to do to Naito? He's going to fucking cheat. He's going to play the heel. And it's like, I don't want to watch that. Because it's like, Naito at this point is like... He only rustles to the level of the, of the amount of respect he has for his opponent. <laughs> And like yeah. I, I, I kind of feel like he doesn't respect e- uh, evil enough to want to have a great match. I just don't. He's like, yeah, it's fine. I'll, you know, I guess I'll take my shirt off for the title defense. I guess, yeah, so, yeah. So
1: uh, it's New Japan, like you know, New Japan Cup. They typically tend to push like a new person like right. all the time. Going back to uh, 2015, they pushed Koto Ibushi and he mm-hmm. won it. Koto, he won it in 2016, 2017, Shibata 2018 who won in 2018 um uh, i don't remember Oh, was saber jr in 2018 that's right uh last year um uh, fucking okada so that was a kind of outlier but, but that was just a setup to that's the, the title was, match. title match yeah. yeah yeah so this one is like back to to form and it's evil this year so it's like evil's never excited me but new japan like gato's bought himself enough you know rope yeah uh, it's it's not a, in the world.
2: It's like it's one main event match. And it's like, yeah, you know, like given what they the direction, it seems like we're going to get a, a third uh Godo in show match, which is like, thank you. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, sorry. I said, said Goto, I meant Shingo. Yeah. So, um, another part to mention is, um, in the semis, or uh, no, I'm sorry, the quarterfinals, you had Ishii versus um. Versus Hiromu and that fucking match is incredible. I, I I believe it's the best match of the tournament. I think it's even better than uh, Show and, and and Shingo. Um, it's just like it's uh, it's hilarious to see like yeah like it's, it's the cruiserweight champion versus the biggest baddest guy in like st- and you look at them in the ring and you go eye to eye and it's like they're the same size. <laughs> but but it's like. Hiromu is trying all of his stuff that like works with Dragon Lee, where it's like, all right, I'm just gonna chop you, and we're gonna see who's the toughest. It's just like you can't you can't chop this redwood with a with, a, with a, that little axe you got, Chief. It's not gonna work, and <laughs> he's no selling that, and she, she's no selling them chops. He chops him back, and he just cannot handle this heavyweight power <laughs> from a dude that's the same size, <laughs> and then. And then he just beats the shit out of uh, Hiromu and he's, he's like, You ain't tough. Are oh, you a champion? I can't tell. I've been whooping your ass. He actually said something about champion in the middle of the match. But like obviously speaking Japanese, but I'm, I'm imagining that's what he's, what he's saying. You know, most of the time when like, he talks shit, I imagine he just cuss people out in Japanese. So yeah. the whole match turns into Hiromu trying to prove that he can lariat Ishii off his feet. And there's nothing doing, there's nothing in doing, there's nothing doing. He has no chance, he can't get it done, he cannot get it done. And every time Ishii hits a lariat on him, he's doing He's doing the flip bump. Every single time. And eventually, Hiromu fires up, and eventually he, get, he, he keeps fighting and fighting and fighting, but he keeps trying to get to this lariat, and it keeps failing every time. He keeps getting no soul. And then eventually he hits it, and you're like, he hits it, and then he hits his uh his move, the time bomb, and he's like, okay, that's it. And then Ishii kicks and he's like. Now almost fucked. Like, Haroma, and then uh Ishii goes on a run and then like, you know, he's able to sustain it and then he's up uh, beating Ishi. And I was like, this is a great match. This is a great fucking match. Um Like Cage match has it like a four and three quarter. I I'm somewhere between between four and a half and four and three quarter. But I I love the match. Uh so then um, you know, you end up getting the semifinal. Okada versus Hiromu is. I gave it four and a quarter. I really like the match. Um, but it's it. But like, I imagine for a lot of people, like, it, you know, they're going twenty five minutes, and you know what Okada does in twenty five minute matches. Like, you know, if you want to fast forward to the fifteen minute mark. That's your prerogative, but like he's building his match towards like these last fifteen minutes, and they were they were good ass uh, fi- last fifteen minutes. Um It wasn't like the temp the first fifteen minutes were were like stuff you can just write off, but like you know you know what his style is. He t- he takes every bit of his like you know the pace of a match you're getting out of Okada. You know how long the match is going by how he wrestles. You just know from the start. Um But yeah, I, I thought it was a I thought it was a good ass match, and at the end, like it 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 was it was an interesting story to like. He could, he wore him down, and by, by wear him down, I don't mean, like, the bigger dude wore him out with cardio, and, like, he cut off his airway, and he laid, not laid on him, but, like, he, the size wore out, um, Hiromu, and he just couldn't, he couldn't withstand him. And then you know, it was his rainmakers, and he's done, but it was a good-ass match. So, like, we, we've been talking about, um, Hiromu, I'm sorry, uh, Okada versus Evil, um, I think that's the 11th. Yes, yeah, Saturday. And then um, Sunday is Dominion. Um, I don't know what the layout of the card is, obviously, but I expect it to be a good show. Um, it'll be in front of a crowd. It'll, you know, it'll be osaka Hall. It'll be a third capacity. says so like 6,000 people. So
1: they'll have Shingo and Show, They'll have um, Tanahashi and Ibushi against Taichi and Sabre. Yep. Um, they will, I would assume have who else will be on there Okada got to be in something but I don't I don't know what Um, they did also come out with the Lions break show I did catch that um, Friday night is their Friday night show they're doing like their American show Um, it was a two match show it was like right yes in L.A. Uh, filthy Tom's going to be on there in a couple weeks.
2: I heard he was affiliate, but I didn't know this is this specifics. The specifics. Uh, yeah, it was it was
1: a nice like little basic show. Okay. Uh, Carl Fredericks is going to be a superstar saying it now. This isn't news. This isn't anything like that you guys don't know. But he is no longer a young lion. He has his gimmick now, and he can wrestle. He has a presence. He has a look, and he can talk like Jay White counter like your days are numbered. Like <laughs> like so, cause, cause Carl First is gonna get over. I can tell you this now. So
2: my question is what is this Master Watto stuff?
1: Oh yeah. I forgot about Master Watto. Uh only the uh the goat uh Master Watto. Uh so uh what's his name? Harai Cuato is back from uh excursion. He was in Mexico and he's back as the Grand Master. So for weeks and weeks we've been seeing these Grandmaster um uh vignettes and they've just been in the middle of a forest looking like it was some Mortal Kombat shit.
2: At, at first I was like, wait a second, is this uh I know what you're talking about at first, I was like, is this like Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon shit. And I was like, "Wait, that's Chinese. This is Japanese. What the fuck's going on?" But, right. go and then like
1: he jumps out, and he has like this weird ass outfit on, and then he looks like he's gained a bunch of weight, like from when he was a young lion. But he's like, his face looks like fat. It's like weird. It's just like, and he's wearing this this absurd color jacket or whatever's like purple, and then fucking Dookie lays him out. It, and apparently, there's like a long backstory to it and stuff like that. I'm but guessing dating back to Mexico. Yeah, so they're going to have a match on the New Japan final, and I would assume he would beat Duki, and then that would be his introduction. I, he, I think he's a junior. So, but it's a big joke. Master Wato is the is the
2: default answer
1: to anything right now. Master oh Wato. Oh
2: man, I think I prefer the. I think I prefer uh, the sugar hold better as the answer to everything, but whatever. Yeah. Um, like, I, I saw it and I
1: was like, I made the joke. I was like, Gato's slipping? Like, oh my like God.
2: you know,
1: you gotta, gotta watch out. You know, you gotta look at small things before you know it. It's a big thing. It's like, hey, man, what the fuck's going on out here? <laughs> like, a year down the road,
2: you see the promotion in shambles. Hey, and, bro. And, yeah. Serious so question. Like, how much of this show is like, our PTSD from our experience from the main roster into like the ideas of what's gonna happen to AEW in the future, or NXT in the future, or startup in the future, or New Japan in the future—all just like, yo, bro, like I don't know about this, bro, because we all we so used to like you know them, you know, taking the, the the car off of the off the ledge or off the edge of the cliff, and it's like, you know, what when, when, are we ever gonna be able to be to a place where like we can we can actually trust? <laughs> Bookers ever. <laughs> I don't think we'll Look, ever get to I'll that
1: say, point. I'll say this. Tony Khan has not put me through a J White push yet. <laughs> uh, so I trust Tony Khan right now, but like the the pitfalls, like he's like they're there. He just has to like not allow himself to build around cody like that's 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 all you gotta avoid doing oh my god that's all you have to avoid doing literally pick any of the other top people
2: oh man yeah i don't have a i don't have much stardom you build, news. Around, you build around cody this promotion is going down i don't think so like they already sort of are building around Cody like he's a he's a top four person
1: like i said if you make him the ace oh you're going down
2: uh I don't know. Like I think the undercard will be good enough to support that. Whatever. I don't I I really don't care. Well I, I do care but like whatever. Um I don't think like the I I don't think like that, that is going to make me like dislike the the Lucia Bros match because of like he's on top. <laughs> like I don't give it like I like I'll still tune in or whatever else like yes it'll be I will feel if they you know let him um stick to the habits that he's built uh to get himself to this point like it, it will be like a lot less enjoyable than like what we were, what we have been getting so far. So I agree with that but like it won't maybe be like oh yeah this is ruined the company. Nah. Um but yeah, uh this quick stardom news. They the other day announced that they have six shows upcoming. Um they have uh next Sunday, I'm sorry, next Saturday and Sunday they have two shows. Um they have a they have a Corican Hall on the 17th. Um then they have two other shows and they actually have another Corkin Hall um at the end of July. So they're basically doing two Corkin Hall shows like 2 weeks apart, which is like it looks like, you know, they're headed back to doing consistent shows again, which is like, thank you. I, I've missed them very, very much, uh, and I can't wait to see, you know, them co- consistently have better uh, matches than Penelope Ford's matches, but we continue from there. <laughs> uh, you have anything else, Rich? Um, oh, oh, sorry, I, I have one. So, like I said, Penelope Ford has had like, you know, 220 something matches or, or whatever, right? Over five years. Like, how many matches do you think, like, Big size has had? Probably like fifty. Nah, bro. She start. She debuted in like what August. That was enough time for fifty matches. You got to remember, you you gotta. They've been, they've missed. Oh yeah, they've been, they've been out. Yeah. Yeah, she uh, probably has like thirty matches or shit like that.
1: Well, she's probably wrestling a lot better wrestlers than uh, Penelope before was going through on the independent scene.
2: That is true. That that is probably true you know, the potential. It's like, y'all gotta stop with this. Like, I think we're at a point now where like, I understand the potential thing was back in the day when like you quote unquote had to learn how to work uh, on the fly in the ring. You had to call it in the ring. Like we don't do that anymore. So like the, the standard for quote unquote, getting the job done and being a consistent wrestler is like, you can get there a lot faster and we see it constantly. Like, Maybe Penelope has a
1: lower bar to get to where they want to ultimately get her um, because of everything else she has, like, a strength in. Like, because you can't say nothing about it. Like, she has the look. The look.
2: Yeah, yeah, And that's why they're pushing her.
1: So, like, once the wrestling just gets, like, it catches up just enough. Like, she doesn't have to become, like, as good of a wrestler as. Azumi. Right.
2: So, it's like. (laughs) (laughs)
1: <laughs> a child.
2: Yes, a little child.
1: <laughs> um So like like she doesn't have to do because right. like And she ain't gonna never be that good. Never
2: <laughs> That ain't happening. So, that would take a wild turn of events.
1: So like you know I don't know. Um What was I gonna say? I forgot. Um I I totally missed it, but yeah we should wrap show up yeah,
2: yeah uh yeah thanks for listening y'all um be sure to rate us on whatever app you're using to listen to this tell the folks about the social suplex podcast network um shout out to our friends at powerslam.tv uh they're one of the sponsors of the show they have over 5,000 hours of uh independent programs from all over the world you can use the code social suplex to get your free months trial um also, check us out on our Discord. You can find the link in the One Nation Radio Twitter at One Nation Radio. Um, check us out on Pro Wrestling Tees slash Suplex. I'm um, sorry, ProWrestlingTees.com slash Suplex and pick up some official Social Suplex podcast network merchandise. Be sure to check out the other shows on the network. We have this shows on Sundays and Mondays on. Tuesdays or Wednesday, Mondays and Tuesdays we have Keeping a Strong Style on Wednesdays we have the Ricky and Clyde Wrestling Podcast every other Wednesday we have growing Watches shit on Fridays we have getting the ring and on Saturdays we have all things elite thanks for listening y'all pick up your manscape <laughs> later y'all